0: Hello, and welcome back to episode 30 of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. God, 30, guys. 30. Three it's zero. Crazy,
1: isn't three oh. it? It's how many years we've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, you laugh, but that might be, that might be a truth one day, Bradley. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be terrifying. I'd have an existential crisis. It screaming
2: children in the background.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, well, maybe even grandchildren. Yeah, 30 oh, years, man
2: yeah actually oh yeah kept... god they're not going to be children unless we're having them really <laughs> late in life
0: <laughs> oh. but anyway should we crack on with the news this week yeah go for it so i've got a couple different pieces i wanted to talk about and this is probably gonna be no surprise to anyone but the first bit i wanted to talk about was total warhammer 3 got an announcement trailer
3: mm-hmm.
0: and if i remember correctly it got as high as third trending on YouTube oh mm. yeah which is huge like, mm-hmm. like massive like I don't even think the other trailers for for the past two games even trended wow. um, and entr- interest in this game series just seems to get bigger and bigger each installment
3: because mm-hmm.
0: it's like this little niche in gaming it's like this little corner that just keeps growing with each installment and I think because the games build off of each other as well it sort of helps mm-hmm um, but yeah, so did either of you see the teaser trailer?
1: You told me to watch it, and, and you so I did. I did. Oh, oh. I did. Oh, I made. I made it a priority. So like, you know,
3: oh.
1: like, have you done? Have you done this? Have you got that? I'm like, no, no, no. But I've watched the. I thing mean, you never have you to do anything. Me. I just, I
0: just, uh, <laughs> I passively aggressively hint.
1: Yeah. No, but to be fair, it was really good. It's, it's really impressive. I loved the animation on it. It's it's just everything you want from a cinematic trailer
0: oh yeah it was it was did you see it jack no yes
1: (laughs) no i didn't um i'll be honest
2: i I think you'd still enjoy it jack i I had
1: no idea what was going on but it was just it was just i usually
2: do whenever like uh, you know something we're talking about is involved with a trailer or whatever i usually always try and do it but um i'm gonna be completely honest he did chris sent it obviously and i was like ah. yeah, I'll look at that, and then I just I, I I then but then I get distracted with the the meme videos Chris sends in afterwards, and I'm just like <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch these ones, and then I just forget. Um, so, I'm, so if it helps, I've seen all the funny ones that Chris sent in. Just did like, I send Did I
0: send that weird Chris Redfield one? For yeah, Ethan, E-Way. I'll
2: save you. Is that the,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it was something like it was like don't go towards the giant vampire thief and Ethan, Ethan <laughs> no, I'll save you. And the guy who does the Chris Redfield impersonation is so good. Oh, it had me dying. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I
2: didn't see it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: that's all right, mate. Um, it's fine. Um, it, but yeah, it was really cool. It was basically the cinematic trailer. We got the reveal of the four gods of chaos um, and mm-hmm. the subsequent idea that each of those four gods will be their own armies, their own factions, um, which is sort of hint. You, you see corn in the trailer, which is the big red demons. Um, And you see Kislev, which um, for a lot of uh, Eastern European and Russian fans of the series is very exciting because Kislev is basically um, a combination of the old Lithuanian Polish Empire and Russia within Warhammer. Oh, so it sort of draws from all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they have like their own version of the winged hussars, which are famous Polish cavalrymen. Um, there's songs about them. There's movies about the Winged Hussars. They're like this epic knightly force from Poland. Cool. So they they're actually in in Warhammer and they have giant bear cavalry and mm-hmm. they're just they're a giant Russian Eastern European stereotype with <laughs> loads of fantasy elements. So like, what's not to love there? Um, and there was also a hint at the end of the trailer that uh, he basically the old man who's like uh, he's in all three games he's kind of this weird behind the scenes manipulator and he moves the table he moves the map and he looks up at the camera and smiles it was very uh, sort of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall um, because he smiles and moves the map and it says Grand Café um, and that's very exciting because can either of you hazard a guess to what cafe is in Warhammer? No.
2: Is is it like a cafe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Grand Cafe. <laughs> it's where they all go to share, share a beverage. No, so Grand Cafe is Warhammer, China. Uh, and they have a... Uh, they, there's literally like know like lore about them they're literally like there's, it, there's literally like faraway lines where they have like the great bastion which is their version of the great wall um that they use to like fight you know all the magical creatures and stuff and they have like um talked about like onyx and not onyx um jade and something you know the terracotta army they basically have magically infused terracotta soldiers as well as like living So it's like a combination of all of Chinese is like myths and Chinese like ideas as well as like a kind of a historical Chinese army in Warhammer. Mm. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. And the reason this also made people so excited is because everyone thought oh, it was going to be the chaos gods and it was going to be the ogre kingdoms and chaos dwarves because they were the only real fully fleshed out factions that they could use. Because Kislev never got any anything made for it, uh, anything official, and even in the overarching storyline in the the end times, which is the big sort of um, cataclysmic storyline that fin- finishes off Warhammer Fantasy, uh, both Cafe and Kislev are just like kind of destroyed off screen um, and never really delved into. So this is like the first time these factions have ever been like, apart from like a few lines in like a obscure book they are literally diving into these factions and just going hog wild and making them from nothing that's cool yeah it's well exciting and and there's so many factions there's like araby there's albion there's so many of these like little minor factions that exist within the world in warhammer world that never got fleshed out it was just, oh, they exist, but we don't really know much about them except for their derivative of this culture and these myth- mythologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a shame, but this is so exciting for so many fans. And it was funny because the forums, like, you can go look at the, the Warhammer forums now, and there were people going, oh, they'll never do cafe. You're mad. Like, you're a cra- There's no law for them. They have like three lines in a book. Like, they- they'll never get made. And then the trailer comes out, and they're like, yeah, we're. We're making them. And uh, yeah, I just think it's wild. It's such a good thing for the series. It's so exciting. It's the, this game is going to be the east of the Warhammer world. Uh, and the map is rumoured to be twice the size of the map of the second game. Uh, so that's very exciting. Um, it will culminate with the other two games in that a couple months after launch, they're going to release the combined map, which uh, people are hoping is going to be the whole globe. And they're hoping God. it's going to have some sort of traversal traversal system. Um, <laughs> and also it will probably take you like 300 hours minimum to probably win a campaign on the combined map. If you wanted to like conquer everything, which is a terrifying prospect.
2: Um, Try and do that one efficiently, Bradley.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't would do
1: it at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, and and the, the thing is, like, if you are looking forward to some of the other factions, like, come on, if they're bringing all these factions that had hardly any law and making them, there's going to be like, it. There's going to be DLCs for years. Like, I won't be surprised if four years down the line they're still making stuff because there's so much in that in that entire globe they could flesh out. Mm. that we know exists but it never got the love it deserved because they you know yeah just sort of pulled the plug um but i haven't really got much more to say on that it's just uh, you know the culmination and um i can't wait to to get my hands on it and you know crush some uh crush some people with some polar bears
3: nice
0: yeah we all dream of saying.
3: it <laughs>
0: yeah Mounted polar bear charges down the hills while you're listening to like you know the Winter Saar song, or someone made me laugh so much. They were like, when the Ogre Kingdoms gets added, I'm gonna watch them charge down the hill crushing Imperial soldiers while playing the um, songs from Shrek.
3: That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <Some bloody laughs> <wounds. tell> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, there's gonna be so many meme videos, and I'm so ready for it
2: like the benny yeah. hill music nee, nee, nee,
0: nee, nee, nee. <laughs> yeah but you can just see it can't you just like these giant ogres running down the hill crushing people and somebody wants to... <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know if you guys had any any thoughts on that before i move on
2: bradley cool cinematic
3: <laughs> yeah
0: it was awesome it was so, so well brilliant. done
3: Matthew.
2: i will watch it cool, cool.
0: Um, so on to the next bit of news I've got. I've got another game. So we actually got the official announcement and the official trailer for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah. So it is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just talking out of my ass for months. <laughs> the, le- the leaks were actually true
2: for once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on the um. It's on the Xbox Store yeah. now yeah, as well. I saw it come yeah. Coming soon. Yeah.
0: You can and I pre-order was like... it.
1: Chris is going to be very happy.
0: <laughs> and I am. And I'm actually very happy with the the revelations about what's in it as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll get straight into that. So the first thing I'll say is uh, it's a May 14th release date. So mm-hmm. it's not actually too far away. Nope. It's very exciting. Um, so they did release a trailer, which you can watch, which was a trailer for all of the trilogy. Uh, it was in 4K and it was pretty hype. Uh, some people were like, oh, it doesn't look very good, but that was me. Um, Bioware <laughs> kind of came out and said YouTube kind of screwed them over with the compressions mm. um, of the quality of the video. <laughs> Whereas if you actually watch it, uh, apparently on a, you know, uh, if you actually play it and people and some people who actually played it have talked about this. Some reviewers have said uh, YouTube's compression kind of made it look a bit pants, but in actual 4K, it does look amazing. And the screenshots look amazing. So, uh, you know, I'm sure they haven't fabricated that. Um, So, yeah, we got a load of information. So the first thing is visual upgrades. So they've upgraded the quality, the look, and the models of uh, ME1 uh, mainly. Some of two as well. Uh, But just because they really wanted a consistent feel from across the games, they wanted it to look... Because uh, there's huge visual differences. Um, not so much between 2 and 3, but between 1 and the rest. Mm-hmm. So they've tweaked it, played around a lot of it. There's a new UI. There's a new HUD for Mass Effect 1. Um, they are a ton of change. So, so the changes to 2 and 3 are quite min- minimal. It's just sort of quality of life and a few graphical touches up, new, new special effects and stuff. Um, but for ME1 it's really uh, they've talked about how they've rebalanced all the guns and how they've tried to make them all feel unique and feel more in line with the interpretations from mass effect three and two. So in one. Yeah. So, so, and they've said they've re they've reworked the shooting from the ground up in mass effect one to play. And it looks like it plays a lot better. Um, So, you know, I mean, to be fair, I didn't think one shooting was that bad. And then I went back and watched someone, uh, Talking about it and playing it, and I was like, "Oh my god, the shooting in this is, <laughs> is really bad." I like really, bad. and like even Shepard getting into cover, like the camera like would go into his skull, and you're like, "Oh god."
1: Um, nostalgia. Yeah,
2: <laughs> oh, it's so powerful. The nostalgia. <laughs>
0: so, so, it's good that I think they've they've reworked the uh, shooting mechanics from the ground up, um, and then obviously I've I spoke about how. <clears throat> They've, if you played Mass Effect 1, there was a vehicle in there called the Mako, mm-hmm. and they've said they completely redesigned the movement for it. They've made it faster. They've improved the physics. This is a very exciting one for me personally. They have updated the elevator load lift times. So oh. I don't know if Bradley remembers this, but I definitely remember this because I, thinking back to it, these elevator lifts were potentially anywhere from a minute to two minutes. <laughs> And, and it was kind of fun because your companions would have banter and they'd talk, and that was fun. But that would be for, like, 30 seconds. And, and then s- it would just be stop. an awkward silence and you'd just be sitting staring at your characters in this elevator.
2: Like, like a, an elevator ride with a bunch of strangers. But yeah. No one <laughs> just looks around.
0: And, and the worst thing is the idle animations as well because they literally look around Jack and, like, move their arms <laughs> Like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> um, yeah, so they fixed that. Uh, so that's down from a minute to 14 seconds. Ooh. Well, they
1: don't even have a chance to get conversation. Yeah.
0: So they've said that um, some of the conversations are longer than 14 seconds. So as long as you stay in the elevator, uh, the okay, conversation talking. will carry on. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but the minute you leave the elevator, their conversation will cut. So like... <laughs> It'll be like mid-conversation. <laughs> unlucky
1: my squad mates you're getting cut off for efficiency's sake.
0: <laughs> oh God! Um, yeah. So praise the Lord for that change. It's oh, one, and I, I'm I'm have to think back to how many hours I've probably wasted of my life now
1: <laughs> in an elevator. In an
0: elevator <laughs> with nothing happening.
2: Bradley, when Bradley's playing it, they're like, "Hey Shepard I want to talk to you about something that's really been bothering." It's really you. important. <laughs> 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 See you next
1: yeah, time. Yeah, that's really cool. See you later. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so uh, they've also said they've improved the AI. Uh, they removed the class-based weapon restrictions in Mass Effect 1 to be nice. more in line with Mass Effect 3. Again, mm-hmm. good, good change. They've rebalanced the XP gain in Mass Effect 1 because you could never get to max level from one playthrough in the original Mass Effect. Uh, I remember, I think I the highest I got was like 56 and the max level was 60. Oh, um. So now they said, yeah, oh. you'll just. You it's won't just have sad to. though,
1: and it's like it's quite close. It's just quite a sad number.
0: It's yeah, It's it's kind of strange, um, but that's a good change. So the boss encounters have been reworked and improved to feel like true bosses. Because in Mass Effect One, I love those boss encounters for for the nostalgia, but a lot of them, like Saren, is kind of just like stand in the open and shoot him, and then. <laughs> <laughs> for like five minutes. This Dark Souls. <laughs> that um, sounds great.
1: I, I mean, open and shoot him.
0: Yeah, that was kind of just basically what Saren was. And then you know, if you were like me and you were like an ultimate Paragon badass, you'd convince him to uh, come back to the light, and then he'd shoot himself in the head. Oh. Which was Paragon cool. badass. <laughs> yeah, because like you actually convince him, but he's like too indoctrinated by that point. So instead of fight you, he kills himself. It's cool though.
1: Oh, I love, oh, that I do, love they, it! I love They do scene. stuff like that. There's not like clear cut. You know, if you're good, everything goes well. You know,
0: it's yeah. Nice. But it also means you you cut out half
1: of his boss fight. <laughs> you're like, but for for sake of efficiency, wrestling, <laughs> you'll get it done a lot quicker. But also because it's just it's so cool
0: to have Shepard like, and it's awesome because the scene I, I can remember it vividly. Shepard literally jumps out of cover and gives this like amazing speech, like, and then he's like. And then he's like, like fighting with his own implants and then he shoots himself. And it was like, oh,
1: Jesus. Jesus I didn't think he'd actually do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they also talked about how the character creator has been updated. So this is a universal character creator, meaning that it is consistent across all three games, mm-hmm. which was a big problem I can remember from Mass Effect 1 was I could not import My Shepherd from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2.
1: Where is My Shepherd?
0: Because Mass Effect 2 didn't have the same character create. It didn't have the, f- the, the stuff I'd made in one. Yeah. And that was so annoying. And I think from that point on, I just used Default Shepard.
1: Yeah, my Shepard was Default Shepard. He, he looks cool. He, look, he, I, I, he does I, look cool. I don't it suits think, his voice as well. Yeah,
0: I don't think I could ever not... I mean, my original playthroughs were my original design, um, but I, I just think I'm too attached to that Default Shepard now.
1: Yeah, same. That's Shepard to me. Yeah, I, f- I literally forget that you have a character creator available until you said that. <laughs> it's just that is Shepard to me. And then yeah. there's Shep.
0: <laughs> but it's nice that they've made this, um, that they've sort of gone out of their way and made this consistent. And, uh, you know, so, so your character will literally look the same across all three games and we'll move it on. Yeah, that's and pretty good. And the updated character models, especially for one, are amazing because all the characters feel consistent. Like mm-hmm. Garrus looks the same in every game now, same with Rex, because a lot of the aliens looked very dodgy in Mass Effect 1. Um, <laughs> and they literally, you know, they, re, they, they, they kind of talked how they basically used the skeletal structure from the later games and okay. recreated uh, the sort of models from scratch. So there has been a lot of work that's gone into Mass Effect 1, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciate. And apparently uh, it's obviously all three games, um, it's all forty DLCs from across all three games, so mm. this is definitely worth your money. Because like I've said before, if you were to pick all of this up with the DLCs, even with how cheap it is now, you'd probably end up paying more anyway. You know, yeah, Mate, um, yeah. which is funny. Um, the only DLC they said was missing was Pinnacle Station, sadly, what, from what was Mass that? Effect One. Uh, So that was a training simulator station for Spectres for the council. And you'd go there and you could replay scenarios. uh, So you could take part in the uh, Turian-Krogan war. You could take part in the war of first contact between the Turians and humans. um, And there was, it was just a really fun, like, You would go there to kind of prove that Shepard was the badass Spectre. And there were other Spectres there. And there was a human general there who, like, if you win everything and do all the simulations, he, like, massively respects you and stuff.
1: Why is that one not? Is it because they just wanted 40? (laughs) Um, So so
0: they said they were really upset about it um, because basically they wanted this to be a bundle with everything in. And mm-hmm. they uh, approached the studio that, because a different studio handled the Pinnacle Station DLC. Oh, and
3: okay. they said
0: that that studio sent them over the code and they were going to go in, embed it and sort it all out. But all the files they sent over were corrupted. Oh. So, and there was no backups. So they said the problem was they would have had to have remade it from yeah. scratch. And why? Why no
1: backups? Was why sabotage? I
0: think it's probably just yeah. Like I agree. Old game that. in it. What was that?
2: It was sabotage. They were like, "Yeah, here's the files. Don't worry, you can." I mean, just you those. want it's, Pinnacle Station?
0: It's,
2: it's a fun DLC, <laughs> but it is, it is
0: it is the worst DLC as well. Um, <laughs> it, it was fun. Out
1: for, of all forty-one, it's the worst. It was
0: fun. A <laughs> coincidence. Out the story coincidence? Was,
1: I think not.
0: But it was fun for the fact that the thing that that the only thing that annoys me is that um dlc if you did that in one and then played two the spectres you encounter in two would be more in awe of shepard if you did amazing in that dlc
3: mm-hmm.
0: so it like That's so sweet. so it's a bit upsetting so that impact, that yeah. isn't going to be there but apart from that it's not the worst and and to be fair you actually I, I read the article about deb's talking about it and it did genuinely seem like they were really upset but they said if they rebuilt it, it, on camera. it would be, it would Sobby be like life. another um, It'd be like another six months of work for them, and they don't really, they didn't really have the budget. Was
1: the DLC that big?
0: Um, they, it's a very small team who's doing the remaster.
1: Oh, okay. I, th- yeah. I assumed it would be like it's just one guy. <laughs> Aww, he's got so <laughs> much to do. I don't let me
0: do it. <laughs> we we also got um, two really good bits of news. Well, three actually. Um, we got an explanation as to why we got this remaster. And do you remember we talked about Casey Hudson and Mark Darrow leaving Bioware? Yes. Well, we got confirmation that this remaster only exists because Casey Hudson was really pushing for it before he left. So Aww. before he left, he pushed this through, and loads of people at EA and Bioware didn't want this to be made, apparently. Aww. So one good thing he did before he left is he got this remaster off the ground. Um, so thanks to thanks to Casey Hudson there. Uh, he's made me a happy boy. <laughs> um, and then the other two bits which are exciting was they've promised huge piles of bug fixes. They've said this is like the most stable version of all three games. Very exciting. I hope that's true. And they haven't introduced more bug fixes because uh, somehow sometimes remasters are more buggy than the originals. Yeah. But hopefully this is true. And this is really clean and, and fun. Um, and also the old composer came back for the game and uh he is even made in his own words a killer remake of some unused old tracks cool very exciting so mm. uh i think i think mass effect's music's very underrated it's very um kind of techno sci-fi kind of fun it's just it's just it's a really underrated soundtrack as far as trans uh, sound, uh, soundtracks go i think there's a lot of cool, like, meta- like not metallic, but as in metal, as in, like, machine sort of noises that they turn into music as well with the Reapers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool, sinister stuff like that, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah, so uh, what, what do you think of, of that, of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition?
1: It's all right.
0: <laughs> Our <No>. Disappointment, Bradley.
1: <laughs> no, they seem to have done a lot of work, like, but from they someone who's very like aesthetically limited, uh, budget yeah exactly and i'm just like i watched the trailer and it looks very similar to how i remember three and i'm like that's yeah, cool but three is very old now i love three don't get me wrong but now i'm like do i want to do the it? best it's no no Two is three. the best suicide mission no.
0: all the way boy
1: the stakes in three are just too high, you know. I don't know. You I can't just, top that.
0: Oh no, I feel like two does because because for me, Mass Effect was always about the squad mates and the connection be- between the people you build. Yeah. It's the fact that in the suicide mission, I've never been so stressed in my young life. <laughs> when I, the first time we did the suicide mission, and only four of my twelve squad mates survived. <laughs> my God, the stress yeah. my little mind was under. <laughs> and then every playthrough after there, I made it my mission that everyone survived.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: But yeah, so uh, anything else to add before I move on?
3: No.
1: No, no, all good.
0: Oh, and Jack's obviously got no interest in this because it's not <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so, what? That How
3: did you know?
0: Um, anyway, so we got a update from Amazon Gaming this week and um it's a bit of a shocker this one so Hmm. we sort of talked about amazon before and how they're trying to wade into the gaming industry and they've got a lot of money behind them and they really want um that you know they're investing heavily to get into this sort of sphere Mm
3: -hmm.
0: because they've said themselves they see that gaming is is kind of the future of the entertainment industry in a lot of ways
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and um it's kind of, there's two parts to this story. The first is there's a bit of an internal scandal. So it's been revealed that the head of Amazon Gaming, um, and he's been there for eight years now. I didn't even realise they'd been around there for eight years. But apparently they have. Um, and the head of Amazon Gaming is Mike Ferenzi. And um, Mike is a bit of an interesting character because he's never worked in the gaming industry before this job. And, um, I don't really know. I, I didn't look into what he's done. They just said he's never worked in the industry, um, and he's currently in allegations of making Amazon Gaming an extremely toxic place to work hmm. with mistreating staff. Uh, and the second part's quite funny. Amazon has reportedly spent billions on acquiring top tier gaming talent and Alan Alanis, Alanis uh,
1: analysis.
0: Yeah, you go. Yeah, uh, as in people who look at data. Yeah. Oh, analysts. analysts. Yeah, there you go. Um, for, for their gaming division. And uh, the so so. bear in mind, they've spent reportedly billions yes. on these yeah. people, on these experts of the gaming industry. These are people from Ubisoft. These are people from Microsoft, people from Sony. Like this is talent from everywhere. And um, reportedly this mic has ignored all of their suggestions and ideas.
1: Nice. Someone with no experience, just like... Mm. No, trust me.
2: Yeah, I think you've just got to trust me on this one, guys.
1: In nine years, how many games has Amazon Gaming produced? <laughs> this, um, this, this would be the first. <laughs> <laughs> this blows exactly. so my trust
0: mind.
3: Me. <laughs> like,
0: why hire and spend this much money on the best talent in the gaming industry With and, then <laughs> and then ignore them? And then ignore them. Like you've never worked here before in your life, this isn't you might as well here. just
2: have hired people that like've never done it before like and just gone i'm going to lead this this journey <laughs> you follow me
0: oh but it's just i just it's just amazing, and reportedly um he referred to the games as Bezos games games <laughs> because he would say that the solution to most of the problem is just to throw more money into the game development ah yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is from industry insiders that glorified
2: so, mess this is just gonna be like this so this
0: is hilarious um and yeah the gaming division they uh was reportedly from his supervision was tracing trends um and ah. openly a lot of amazon and ex-employees have said reportedly their first game crucible was pegged <laughs> was they were told to make um, crucible as their overwatch killer um and what happened to crucible guys do we remember
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: it, it came it out like, for a couple out, of weeks Went
1: back to beta
0: do you want to know how many players were playing that game in its first week on steam go on it reached the grand highs of 300 to 400 players
1: <laughs> oh my god and they had an advertisement campaign because i used to see it all over like yeah twitch yeah.
0: So, but, but oh, people who played that oh, said it was a buggy, oh, no. imbalanced version imagine, of Overwatch.
2: You can imagine, like someone like that's working for him currently, going, but it doesn't run. And they'd be like, "Well, just
1: throw more money at it, then <laughs> it back just in base. <laughs> throw more money at it." <laughs> 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 it it's
3: sounds just like such a you complex, know, just, isn't it? Like, Super immature. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, power! It's just, it's power brilliant. struggle.
0: And uh, they reportedly also had a Fortnite clone in the works called Intensity that also got cancelled.
1: <laughs> I like that. Um, I kind it's of... just like, we're going to bring the fire with this one. We're going to name it Intensity. Yeah, because it's intense. <laughs> he walks around, he, walks... <laughs> <laughs> he oh. walks
2: around so angry all the time. And really high nice <laughs> strung and intense. And literally like, yeah...
1: Just screams if he was He's got like a cannon that fires like dollar bills. I mean,
0: I mean he wasn't meant to be in charge of a toxic workplace.
1: Well. <laughs> you mean, you mean hundred dollar bills? No, like, he's just—he's toxic. Don't worry, he's firing coins at his developers. <laughs> <laughs> Bezos games. It's not comes it, in, what, in the morning. It's not working. He's like, there's more money. <laughs> he comes in. And he comes in with two hand cannons. Yeah, he's like, he's like, who wants some more money?
2: Oh, games. Bizzos games. You just get
1: pelted with
2: these coins. <laughs> you get a bez. Bezos games you get a bezos games. you know he wears a suit that's like worth way too much money and like
1: you know, like swag as way through the office thinking he's the guy so um, uh
0: they also oh, paid i i didn't know this but they also paid to license the crytek engine and oh my god they developed i think it was called um woodshed or something so they developed they wood. it was wood something they
2: developed what? from intensity to woodshed no so <laughs> so, so, so they,
0: they paid to have the cryotech engine and yeah. then from the crytech engine they developed their own um oh their engine own called, like,
1: engine called okay. wood something I can't you remember. go from cryotech to like woodshed or, was, like, but, anything any engine with the name wood in it doesn't sound great like yeah. wood is not a good material <laughs> to establish your dominance essentially
0: an essentially a slightly altered version of the Crytek engine. Um, And basically, they forced all of their development teams to use this engine as an in-house development tool, Um, similar to what EA tried to do with um, Frostbite.
1: Frostbite's Uh, pretty
0: good, though. Frostbite is good, but it's the main reason Bioware failed with Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda, because they didn't like the engine and it wasn't any good for RPGs.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. Which is also crying. why
0: um, <laughs> th- that mandatory reason is also why um, Jedi Fallen Order was meant to be made on Frostbite, but Respawn said no because it wasn't the right engine, and What's, they what let is them. In? Um, I think it's on. Is it on one of the Unreal's or something? Unreal engine, isn't it? Is it Unreal? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and um, EA were also shocked how quickly Respawn made that game. In, really? Because because they were using an engine that most of their developers were comfortable with and understood, as opposed to trying to understand Frostbite, that no one except for Dice really understands the ins and outs. Yeah, of. I
1: was going to say that's just like Dice's little baby. Yeah. I just
2: I can't stop laughing because. Oh sorry, I just keep thinking about woodshed, and I keep thinking if you loaded up a game <laughs> and it come off wood sh- powered by woodshed game, you'd be like, Wood's not very good of us. That doesn't sound very strong to me, it doesn't it? Is my good. is
3: my
0: console gonna burn up? I, I I picture like a tiny little wood cabin like,
1: against the logo. That's a pathetic <laughs> little box. Okay. I just got like a plank of wood with a nail in it.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> sorry, Chris. Anyway. I'm so, I love this bit of news. Go on. Um so, yeah, so obviously they talked about how the development teams they'd hired previously and the projects they started developing for Amazon were being developed in the Unity um, or the Unreal Engine. So this is what... I just I just found out what it was called. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go on, mate. Right? Amazon Lumberyard. Lumberyard, that's it. <laughs> that's even
1: worse <laughs> I thought it was like, suddenly it's got worse. They went
2: from Crytek to Lumberyard. <laughs> now lumberyard? I picture the logo as a chainsaw going through some wood, like some timber.
1: That was a uh, lumberyard. lumberyard. But yeah, anyway. Right. Brilliant. Go on. Go
0: on. Um, basically, they talked about how this caused so many problems for the development teams because they were used to working or they'd started their projects on Unity or Unreal. Um, and then they were all forced to work on this new lumberyard engine <laughs> like oh, it's such it's just so stupid like it takes you have to get used to new software your engineers have to get used to it like there's so many problems with jump that the ea discovered with frostbite
2: yeah
0: and it's like they didn't even learn the lesson that ea has now learned um but yeah anyway uh it's reported that amazon also how familiar does this sound had extremely unrealistic goals and deadlines for all their development teams. Yeah. Sounds a bit like Cyberpunk, doesn't it? <laughs>
2: We're going to make this game on Amazon Prime. It's going to come out the day after we start it. You've
1: got to deliver this game to everybody tomorrow.
0: <laughs> what, do, you think, do you think they've got the same people who are in charge of their warehouses? Yeah. It's got to be
1: done now. It's <laughs> right <out>
0: the door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We have announced it now so it's got to be ready tomorrow. <laughs>
0: How much progress you made? Well, we're still in pre-production. We're still storyboarding. We're still... No, 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 no. No storyboarding. We're just working on we're just, just working on the logo
1: <laughs> up for the game where, where it slap it comes up with uh lumber love lum, uh, what was it called lumber lumberyard. Like, lumberyard and then the, the logo and then straight after that Bezos Games. You're like <laughs> it's just the, this is the kind of jumps we've got. I'm just thinking of intensity running on the lumberyard <laughs> engine. How can you pair a game called Intensity on the Lumberyard engine, and then afterwards just bezel games? games. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going um, through the Lumberyard website, and it just God just going so, crazy. So,
0: so, Amazon has reportedly pumped half a billion into their development teams last year alone. Half a five hundred million in just last year Jesus alone. Christ. And what games have we seen? Do you, do you want to know what Crucible? happened? Do you want to know what happened last year? So, so bear in mind they put 500, 500 million, half a billion into yeah. their games company. And do you know what happened last year? They cancelled three games that were meant to yeah. come out that year.
3: Yeah. Well done. Yeah.
0: Cracking work. So I don't understand how could these games be so bad that you couldn't put them back into in into like back in to be worked on again? How bad must have these been to just scrap them? You've not. Got, mm-hmm. It's not like you haven't got the money to put them back into de- into development. You know what I mean? Yeah, no idea. I don't understand. Um, but one thing I will say for Amazon is they have the money, they have the talent if they listen to them. And I think, despite all of this, we've laughed, we've had a good time, but there is still huge potential at Amazon Game at Amazon Gaming. Oh, definitely. They have the money. They have the talent. They need to listen to the talent, and they need to give it time to cook. And the one thing that I will say that does look good, that I've heard good things about, is New World. I've heard it's got its problems, and obviously it, it was in beta, and the people who played the beta pointed this out, but it's gone back in, it's still being worked on. But a lot of people came away from that beta very excited. Mm-hmm. It's a MMO, new, new MMO experience that feels very engaging, very impactful, um, and I think it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. and this will excite bradley they reportedly want to work on a lord of the rings mmo to release alongside their series as well that'd be cool A lord of the rings mmo and that could be amazing mm-hmm. i just because there was a there was a lord of the rings mmo back in like and i think it's still
1: around isn't it the lord of the rings online
0: Yeah, I don't know what the title was. Was it Age of Something?
1: Oh, was there another one? Because there is like an MMO currently. It's just the Lord of the Rings Online, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. It's
1: really old and like it's dwindling in players, I think.
0: Yeah, but I'd love... Could you imagine how cool it would be just to like start up a game and then you you load it and they're like, pick your race, elf, Mm -hmm. dwarf, men. And then it's like, and then pick what you are. Are you a rider of... (laughs) rohan are you a doodayne ranger are you a knight of gondor are, are you... you a
1: hobbit of the shire
0: yeah oh please please mate please do playable hobbits and then
1: you've got all these like the skill trees like ankle stab bite the knee <laughs> <laughs> you've just got like brilliant but, skill trees. hairy toes oh, no,
0: but you know what i'd like them to do i know like balance is important in games but just make the hobbits bad elf bread <laughs> yeah. just like, make yeah. them useless
1: elven bread
0: <laughs> just because it would be so entertaining moderately
1: increases stamina
0: <laughs> oh
1: god oh yeah
0: it's so honestly the, the the potential in a Lord of the Rings MMO like I I, I enjoy MMOs but they're not like my favourite game but if this came out and this was a masterpiece I mean they've got the budget they've got the talent if they let this cook for like five years and, and they get their acts together oh my god this could be this could be the game we all play together guys this is the oh, yeah. wheel. We, we we start. We start the podcast army for, for, mm-hmm. yeah, for as the Lord Hobbits all three of us. No, I'm sorry, Joe. And we'll ask
1: any <laughs> listeners of the podcast to get it with us. Well, join as as the join,
0: Hobbit Force. Join the
1: Hobbit Clan.
0: Hobbit Force.
1: <laughs> RTG,
2: RTG podcast Hobbit Clan.
0: Hobbit Force. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so. Yeah, that was all I had to say on Amazon. Have we got anything else we want to talk about before we move on? Do you agree with me? Do you think they have potential still?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's money. It's Bezos games. It's you know, it's a funny concept, but it's true. Throw money at things, and it it will eventually, you know, work out.
0: And and for anyone sort of listening, obviously, funny enough, Bezos has left now, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's now
1: he's gone up. So he was like the CEO, and now he's like an executive chairman. Oh really? So he won't have like kind of saying.
0: Kind of just moved off to the side, but he's still there.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not going to be like leading the company, but he'll still be kind of there. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so Um, quite a weird time.
0: Uh, I mean, and obviously the Bezos games, for anyone, just in case there's confusion, that's not an official thing. That's just (laughs) reportedly what this Mike Forenzi, the the head of Amazon's gaming, would refer to to as his games, they're Mm -hmm. Bezos games. We're going to chuck, his solution was to chuck more money out there instead of, you know, maybe going for and chasing trends instead of doing this creative vision, which is what gaming should be.
1: Yeah, definitely. You see all these indie studios that come Mm. out with these amazing games and you look at their budgets and it's like, you know, a fraction of what these AAA developers are, are spending. And you're just like, but why can't, you know, these developers take notes and think we don't have to make... You know, I mean, it's funny every year
0: <laughs> you're going to talk about, I think you're going to talk about something similar in a minute, Bradley, but it's kind of funny that you have these big tech companies sort of waging into gaming
3: mm-hmm. and
0: everything is so, um, data-based. Everything yeah. is like, how, so what do people like? Yeah. What do people, instead of like, I have a vision and yeah. I want to make a piece
1: of art. Exactly. And that's what it should be. And that's what, that's why a lot of these indie developers do succeed is because that's what they start off by doing. And, and that's what, you know, if you're told, you know, how to get into the inter- industry, they're t- you're told that. So it's kind of baffling that these big companies completely forget that and go for statistics. Up, yeah. yeah. And statistics doesn't pay off. You can't make Overwatch killer. You know, Over- Overwatch has an established ground and you clearly failed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird the way that these big companies do it. But... Mm. Well, you that's, uh, yeah,
0: that's the end for my news
1: yeah yeah so it ties nicely as you said into into my first piece of news so it's actually about google another kind of corporate giant um you know alongside amazon and it is to do with um kind of google stadia and google's kind of gaming division themselves so they've actually um closed all of their internal development teams so all the uh, teams that were develop- developing games exclusive for google studios yeah. yeah exclusive studios they've closed them all and they've kind of, you know, just said, right, well that's done. We're not doing games anymore. <laughs> um like and we already kind of rip into Stadia a lot on this podcast. We we think it's kind of, you know, missed its its point. If, you know, it's being outclassed by other um industries and, and kind of um you know, Xbox taking over that that mantle as this this cloud gaming giant. Um but Google just doesn't really you know it's just like all over the place and now that it's closed its internal uh, development teams it it really is losing kind of everything that it would have had Uh, going for it and that's the Um, thing like could you
0: imagine if they had first party exclusives on the mm -hmm. scale of like and the quality that the playstation does yeah imagine how much of a seller that would be of stadia be like, yeah. oh, I have to get Stadia because I ha- cause it's the only place I can play this. If they yeah, had this... like games on the level of Ghosts and God of War and Last of Us and all mm-hmm. of these amazing exclusives.
1: Yeah, exactly. And now they've just kind of completely said, no, this isn't going to happen. Um, we're, we're moving away from our own development and we're going to kind of stick towards getting kind of other publishers on and, and kind of being a part of, of of that integration with kind of working with developers and publishers themselves. Um to act as a platform like PlayStation and Xbox, um, and one of the statements that I'm going to have to read because this is just brilliant, and this is like the best part of the news. Part of their um, official
0: press release as well, which is even more embarrassing.
1: Yeah, is that they actually said making AAA games is very expensive and it takes too long. <laughs> as if, uh, as uh, if this corporate ju- Google is probably the most you know data heavy company in in the you know on the planet. And they have just released a statement saying that making AAA games is expensive and takes a long time. As if they oh. didn't know that before they started their development it teams must up. Just,
0: there must be chair people who are dumb as bricks, who are not looking at the data. That's all I can think. <laughs>
1: just, just it doesn't idiots. even data. They don't even know, know how to use their own search engine. AAA <laughs> games, development time. <laughs> <laughs> Like developments normally take like three to five years in the case of cyberpunk. And and their first studio was opened in 2018, Bradley. And they're like, right, 2018... Let's get it done. And then three years later, they're like, too long. Close it all down. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? The game's not done. If, if, if only there was a search engine that would have told us this before we started. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're in 2021. You're like, so how many games you release? And they're like, none. yet. And they're like, but COD does one every year. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I so thought like, we'd have three games by have now. Have you seen how many <laughs> could you, Bezos
0: games have released? <laughs> could you imagine one of their studios? Like they've been open for like two years, say like 2020? They're like in depth with their storyboarding, with all their pre-production. Like they had all their like prototypes like done out and designed, and mm-hmm. then they come in and go, so, "So, is the game half finished? Are you nearly done?" I'm like, well, <laughs> we're we're still in pre-production actually.
3: And they're like, what?
0: You what? You you
1: you're officially closed. <laughs> I do feel sorry for these teams though. Like, don't get me wrong, we make jokes and stuff, but I really do feel yeah. sorry for the developers <coughs> oh yeah, it's the not their these fault. Teams. There's yeah, exactly. Talented people they've. Gobbled yeah we're, we're in no way uh, disrespecting these developers we we are completely on their side and when we feel that um yeah we feel know, bad Google's, for them yeah exactly and we really hope that like they find their feet and they they get picked up by other teams um you know it's, it's a tough world out there at the minute mm. especially but yeah. um and, yeah we we just laugh at google for yeah. the way that they deal with things and you shouldn't have had to if you did work in one of these teams shouldn't have had to be in that situation mm. of being closed down because google doesn't understand that take you know it takes time to make a game yeah
0: i mean it's not just that it's, I, I was looking at a lot of um i was looking at a guy who does design video games talk about this as well okay. and he said like one thing that you don't understand as well is Yes, there's for for AAA games, which is what they were making. There is a very long, usually development cycle.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: also stuff that's not appreciated is their software engineers would have been working specifically with Stadia, so they would have also needed time to get used to the new to to the new yeah. software it's they were like working. It's not like they're
1: going from working on PlayStation games to working yeah. on PlayStation games. that you know yeah. they're working on a completely new platform, yeah.
0: And, and these are also brand new studios. People who have never worked with each other before, like there's no dynamics in place, there's no relationship, there's no trust. It takes times for game development studios to... You, to, you need a team with a relationship, with a work oh, dynamic, yeah. with <laughs> a... You, know, you can't expect completely new studios of people who have never worked with each other before to make AAA games in, like, three years. Like,
1: it's ridiculous. It's I really hope they kind of just go off and make an amazing game that's released on all platforms apart from Stadia. <laughs> just to really, you know, just to really spite them because, you know, they deserve something like that. They've they been working on whatever they've been working on for, you know, three years nearly. Um, so hopefully they do go off, maybe start their own team together and, and actually get something amazing out of it. But... Mm yeah quite quite disappointing again stadia Mm, one day you might impress us one day (laughs) but moving on to um, my next piece of news and it's another all of these news pieces actually about kind of big companies and i I didn't even realize until I, i mentioned the first one so the next big company is sony so Japan um, is reportedly taking a back step from the Japanese market. Um, And we've already witnessed that. And we've talked about it actually on the podcast with the the PS5 launch. Not really doing as amazing in Japan as it normally does. Kind of Xbox um, also having a foothold in that Japanese market. Whereas before it was always dominated by Sony. So reportedly as a result, um, the Japanese division of Sony gaming is... Apparently, becoming more and more sidelined, and the US division is kind of starting to take over, um, which could be, in my opinion, a very good thing. Mm. Um, we've had quotes in the past from the US division of Sony Gaming, such as, We don't like the console wars. So, I mean, just that alone, I can be, you know, sitting yeah. on my, my laurels, like, Oh, hold on. Um, because I'm starting to look at that kind of Microsoft view where it's like, you know, we don't really like the idea of these console wars. We, we would love to have our, you know, games played everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They did say that the competition is good though, and it makes them work harder and release greater yeah. games. Uh, and so I think as well, I can understand that.
0: that. I, I kind of think that quote as well, because they said we don't like the console wars and competition is what makes us uh, release better games. But I think like if they're releasing on Xbox, like you're st- even if you're releasing on all platforms, there's even more competition because now you're trying to convince Xbox gamers and PlayStation gamers to buy your games. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if anything, releasing on multiple platforms just makes you have to be even more competitive because mm-hmm. you're trying to win over an even bigger audience, right? Yeah. I think that's what they're sort of getting at in that quote.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I like think that they're just like, we hate the idea of this being a war. It's you know, it's not a nice terminology. It's it should be something quite, you know, nice and kind of friendly. Um, and then that you know, the idea of as like you said, maybe it is that they they want this greater challenge of, of kind of releasing across multiple platforms. I don't think it's a likelihood that Xbox and Sony are gonna get along. Um, but it doesn't mean to say that they're not gonna, you know, take the The Xbox route and kind of start to release on on maybe PC a bit more. Um, We've already seen that with Horizon Zero Dawn, so it's not like it's completely out of the question with them anymore. It could be a possibility, and then even maybe going to things like the Switch, because no one takes that you know seriously as a as a console war contender. (laughs) Now, I've always said like Switch is a niche. People are either going to buy you know an Xbox or a PlayStation, or the you know they're going to be on Switch or PC. They're not going to be part of that debate. so I would love to see them start, you know, obviously we all know that I would love to see them start releasing on PC, but I would love to just see them sharing more things. Like mm. I just want older games as well. And the fact that they've kind of mentioned that before, and then maybe they're taking this new stance with the U S division kind of being a bit more open, a bit more sharing. Um, we could get this really nice kind of ecosystem where yes, we still have Sony exclusives and Xbox exclusives, but the people in between are, you know, are happy when we're kept, you know, mm. kept, in the in the loop as well just like xbox one um so we'll see because i don't yeah. see why sony moving forward after the success of horizon zero dawn on pc wouldn't start to release them all like you know they're, they're exclusives because all it's really doing is giving them you know greater success people, as i said people on pc aren't going to be part of that playstation or xbox War anyway, yeah Yeah, like i mean you have a pc and you literally say that you prefer to do most of your gaming on console unless it's like your uh, strategy games so you're you know you're firmly established in in that and that's what i mean if you, you know you'd either play on the pc or you wouldn't play on the pc it's not going to affect your decision to get a playstation or xbox yeah. um so i i don't see why sony wouldn't just start to release things on pc because i can only see it as a benefit if anything mm. for them um,
2: yeah,
0: and, and, you know, I just think this is so nice to hear from Sony. Oh, um, yeah. And, and it really sounds like there is this disconnect between the Japanese branch that really wanted to stay um, internalized and stay very sort of rigid. Yeah, a bit like Apple. Rigid. Yeah, uh, whereas with the US branch, it's nice to see them sort of be like, hey, look, we just want people to buy the games. We just want people to enjoy it. And it's nice to see that, um, you know, Sony are looking like they're actually listening to the American division more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're obviously a Japanese-based company, so, like, obviously, Jap- that holds big weight to them, but the fact that they are focusing more on the the Western markets as opposed to the Japanese markets, like Bradley said, like we saw with the, the new launch, mm-hmm. um, does ha- give a lot of hope. And, you know, if if Microsoft and Sony could come to an agreement to sell games on all platforms like oh my god that would be a dream come true for i think most gamers like i worry how that, wonderful. that would
1: be xbox's win though mm. do you think yeah i think but, sony but, this but is why i can't see how it much happening. money
0: would sony make
1: no, I think selling that, those
0: games as well though so how much money would god of war and ghost of Tsushima make on the xbox
1: no yeah uh, definitely millions but, but remember that cons- the the idea that i told you before that consoles sell at a loss because they mm. make all their money back from the you know the games hmm. so if everybody picks up an xbox yes they'll make money back from their first party games but they won't be making anywhere near as much money from all of those other games
0: oh the yeah so from like ubisoft and from the yeah they get from them
1: yeah because yeah, they all get because that's what i said they invest so that they get you know a portion of that game money um, which Got is ya. good you know i love that kind of idea that we can get consoles cheaper because game developers are kind of you know willing to invest in the the hardware so it is a nice way of doing it but yeah that's the that's the reason i couldn't so see. so it Sony kind of depends
0: like... on how much they could potentially make from pc and xbox gamers as opposed to how much they make from the cut they get from their store
1: yeah exactly it's kind of that's I think... got to
0: be weighed up right
1: yeah because i think a lot of people would then start to make the move towards um, xbox a lot of people would be playstation diehard fans so you wouldn't have to worry about that but people would like the options you have with the xbox are more powerful hardware but slightly more expensive or less powerful hardware but a pass. lot cheaper yeah and you have game pass so I, I wouldn't see like a lot of i would see a lot of people kind of you know who are, i'm in an RM about whether to get the ps5 or the xbox um actually starting to go towards the xbox if they knew they could get all the games um you know out there on the xbox mm-hmm. that would just be my opinion though just just software. from a logical point of view like i'm not even from like oh i an xbox fanboy just <laughs> as, a, as they have the cheaper option and they have the more powerful option yeah. so so they seem to kind of you know have that enclosed whereas most people are getting a playstation R, you know for quite, the exclusives yeah or they just like that kind of middle point where the hardware is, you know, in between and the price is slightly more in between. Um, but yeah, so I, I can't see them kind of giving up any time soon. No. Mm. Um, but obviously Microsoft are getting into a position of power with all their exclusives that they're just buying. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we will see how that develops, you know, when it does come to launching new games from mm. any of ZeniMax, I guess. See yeah, oh God, I mean... There they take it. there was that
0: rumor we talked about wasn't there with them making all of uh apart from the mmos making all the future Sony max content exclusive yeah that would be it, devastating
1: exactly so that's that's going to be the type of thing we need to kind of wait and see what they want to do but moving on to my last piece of news we're on to my last big um big two companies really and that is activision and blizzard or activision blizzard seen as it's kind of like merged into one um so, a studio called Vicarious Vision, um, are they are kind of porters slash remasters um, of games, and they have actually been merged with Activision Blizzard. Um, so, if you don't know Vicarious Vision, they did the most recent Crash um, and Tony Hawk remasters. Which so, is
0: actually, I, I didn't realise how in-depth the Tony Hawk remaster was. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, closer remember, to I'm a
1: remake. A, yeah, I'm not a fan of Tony Hawk, but I remember watching the kind of like... Um, Trailers and things for that, and I was yeah. actually really impressed. They've like, done an incredible job, yeah, exactly. And it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't care for this, but respect, I appreciate, it, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've no intention of buying it, but it was nice. just the fact I remember seeing gameplay, and I thought, Oh, that looks nice, they probably touched that up. And then I literally saw a video cause someone was talking about it that I watch, mm-hmm. and they showed gameplay of the original, and I was like, Oh my god, like <laughs> they've done an incredible job, like, yeah.
1: It's insane. Yeah. So the same with Crash though. Crash Bandicoot. has yeah. Has been like an insanely, you know, different. That is pretty much a remake. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So they they've done a really good job. They're a talented studio. Um, and so it's a two hundred person team, and it will work on you know Blizzard IPs. And if you don't know, I'm a massive fan of quite a few of the Blizzard IPs at this point. Oh yeah, StarCraft, um,
3: Warcraft.
1: Diablo. I, I haven't played Warcraft, but I mean my... the the problem
0: with me is I've never played the MMO, which might shock people. Oh no, neither have I though. But no, that looks awful to me. I love War the, the only Warcraft I ever played because I did play a lot of Starcraft, but I played Warcraft Free, which is a strategy game.
1: Yeah. And to me, Warcraft will always be a strategy game, and I love Warcraft 3. <laughs> so does um alexa alexa absolutely adores that game but um there have you have you played the remaster
0: no i heard it was absolute abysmal. It is. i've seen it it's like, a disaster of a port.
1: it's it's worse than the original somehow but like in every way even yeah, i don't even why think the graphics it. are much better i was
0: excited and then i was was so like, everyone for some reason i was like oh this is awesome i played this as a kid uh, this is probably one of those games that started my love for like strategy games like mm-hmm. i played this on my dad's like old desktop and then he'd always be like oh why does my desktop not run very well and i'd be like hiding in the corner like I didn't download games on yet <laughs> um you know back in those days oh. when that was sort of a consideration um so for me that was something really exciting but for whatever reason i kind of forgot about it and then the reviews came out and i was like oh okay i'll check out the reviews and luckily i didn't pre-order it because my god the reviews were bad they it was like 4.5 like and that was like the highest one i saw i was gonna
1: say yeah that that would have been a good review from what i saw of the actual game oh it was it was so buggy wasn't it called world of warcraft 3 reforged reforged yeah reforged with like you know a toothpick bugs (laughs) (laughs) it was awful but um you know and and that kind of was part of like blizzard has been getting like a lot of bad reputation over the last i don't know two three years i'd say rightfully so yeah and they've done a lot of things to really fuel the fire and to you know to not help themselves and obviously blizzard is a huge company and they have all these ips and they work on them simultaneously usually you know we've just mentioned a few i'm a massive fan of overwatch if you don't know um and basically they've kind of you know um pushed all their development towards a new diablo and overwatch 2 so diablo 4 and overwatch 2 and that's kind of the only things that we we really know they're working on it could potentially be the only things they're working on and they've kind of put everything into these two games Mm. um And Activision is reportedly worried about Blizzard, um, and obviously, like I said, they've had a lot of kind of, you know, mishaps in in the the eyes of the media and things like that, and in the eyes of the the kind of consumers. But it's also the fact that um, there's been a lot of rumors recently that Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 are nowhere near completed, and it's been like um, kind of two years since the announcement, I think, of both. And apparently, like, everybody, because obviously this is a massive team, and if they are just working on these two games, you'd expect one of them to be to be done at this point. It's making progress, yeah. Yeah, seeing as they normally work on, like, seven games simultaneously. Um, but apparently they're, like, nowhere near done. And, mm. and then there's, like, been other rumours that it's, like, um, Overwatch, is, Overwatch 2's, like, development is really, really slow and yeah. really, really, like, I mean, poor they, and behind. I mean, they've also
0: talked about how half of the studio left to go make uh dream dream Haven, which we, mm-hmm. took, we spoke about on the pod yeah um so they spoke as well that a lot of the old talent from
1: blizzard it just isn't there anymore yeah exactly so it'd be really you know nice if some of these these people from vicarious vision start to get involved in these types of things. I'd love new mm. people to work on Overwatch. and I mean, I play. I like Diablo as well. I played Diablo 3. I haven't played any of the others, actually, to be fair. But I played Diablo 3 yeah. and I really liked it. Weirdly, I've only played 2 and I've never played 3. Ah. yeah. So you're quite happy about the, the kind of rumour that's that's mm. happened then.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be fun because nostalgia for me. But weirdly enough, I've I, Diablo 3 is one of those ones that I'd always see on the store. And I think, oh, I'll grab you in a sale. And I just
1: always forget to... Yeah. to pick it up it's very dated at this point yeah that's kind of awful but
0: (laughs) yeah it does look bad
1: but it does (laughs) that's why when I saw kind of Diablo 4 I was really interested because like oh, you know that kind of gameplay with decent graphics you know but just as long
0: as they keep it gothic and dark and don't go too cartoony
1: well that's the thing is Diablo 3 was less gothic and dark and people were kind of like and I was like I'd never played the others and I was like it was fine for me um but then I've seen the new one, so Diablo Four. Like they released a load of gameplay and stuff like that. This is why people thought maybe like two years later, after we've seen loads of gameplay and stuff, it would be near completion. Mm. But no, um, and it it looks like very Diablo Two inspired. It's very dark again. It's very gothic, and um, I I have to admit it does look really nice, like the style of it. Um, so yeah. So the rumor is that the first project, Vicarious Visions, are reportedly working on is a Diablo Two remake. Um, so Obviously, that could be, you know, really good for them. They're kind of clearly good at these remakes and remasters. So in the same aspect, it is kind of a weird thing for them to work on, in my opinion, as well, though. Um, You know, with Diablo 4 supposedly coming out, you know, next year, probably at this point, maybe even the year after, why they would choose to do a remake of Diablo 2 and release it near to the same time as Diablo 4, i i don't know i feel like that would be too many you know mm. diablo's well, in one maybe, go
0: i mean maybe they're trying to do reputation and hype you know maybe it they're like be. get them back in with two and then four comes out and they're hype they're hype yeah, yeah. See, just that,
1: that, two. that could be worrying in terms of like that could mean two comes out next year two two's remake or remaster and then four comes out like the year after that mm. so we're nowhere near getting four um i just want i watched two that's all i want um <laughs> Like I'm just I'm just ready for more. So you're more. here for. Yeah, well I mean it's like the fifth year at this point.
0: Um, it's just nice that they're not they've not had any more phone dramas though with Yeah, no,
1: That was something. Totally Do
0: ours. you guys not have phones? <laughs> <laughs> Jack, please tell me you've seen that. I haven't.
1: Oh, oh my god, so, so everybody so, was waiting for the Diablo, you know, four announcement. And this was like three years ago at this point. Everybody's waiting, they're all in the audience, and then they, they go this to this is like, like a know, big announce.
0: uh E3, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so they have their own event called BlizzCon. Um, right. and and so every you go to specific stages, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. went to the Diablo stage, and, and they really were like go, hardcore, we're gonna, yeah, hard like core. you know. Imagine, yeah, like the biggest, the thousands of them, and yeah, all of them are here for this Diablo announcement, and everybody's like Diablo Four, Diablo Four, it's coming, it's coming, and then he gets up on stage, <laughs> and he announces Diablo. I believe it's Immortals, Immortals, yeah, which is a mobile game. Oh no! <laughs> and like, there's
0: boos and hisses, and people, the audience goes mental, but like in a bad they're way. They're
1: so angry. <laughs> All these, like nerds are just ready for a riot, and he says, "Do you not have phones?"
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. He goes, "I don't understand. What is wrong with you? Do you guys not have phones?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's become like the most maimed video ever. And wow. they're all just like, and then and then it goes to this like really nerdy guy in a red t-shirt, and he goes, "Um, he goes so are there any plans for this to be ported to councils later down the date?" And he's like no no just on phones for now and his face the camera pans back to him and he's just like just looks like you're
1: gonna cry just, yeah it's it's awful but like that's the thing you know as gamers we don't want to hear that like our favorite game franchise is, is now put, on a phone mobile, yeah, yeah like yeah. that's what they've been working on not diablo 4 a mobile yeah. version but that this is where like you know even before that but that's kind of like one of the pivotal that, points track. oh it's no. hilarious BlizzCon is happening this year again, actually, and it will happen at the end of the month. So I'm sure I'll have a, you know, a few things to say about that when we find out Overwatch 2 is going to come out, you know, the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have news to report at the end of the month on that. But that is all for my news. Hopefully the mm. vicarious visions, you know, brings it's, a new light uh, to yeah. Blizzard. You know, it's what they uh, need
2: to kick. That hopefully.
1: Yeah, something. hopefully. So, but that That's is all nice for my life. news. So,
2: um, Okay, well, basically, uh, so I have got two pieces of news today, and I'm going to start off with the one that kind of fits the the general theme of the news this week, which is uh, all about sort of companies, Microsoft, uh, you know, developers, things like that. It has been so, a very
0: corporate week, it has, hasn't it? yeah, corporate and this week.
2: and obviously corporate <laughs> week instead of corporate beef. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so basically, this is to do with Xbox, uh, to do with Microsoft, more specifically, um, and it's all come from uh, this is a couple of sort of things I want to talk about within this piece of news. But uh, the first biggest one is that the um, Microsoft's revenue, gaming revenue has increased by 51% since the launch of the next generation consoles, the Xbox oh. S and uh, series S and X, which I still don't have one of, um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, apparently uh, the, the basically Microsoft have already recouped the money that they spent to acquire Bethesda twice over, which is insane. It's (laughs) absurd. Do you
0: know what makes that even more mad? The fact that Sony's yearly income wasn't enough
2: to buy Buy Bethesda. Exactly. It's incredible, isn't it really? Oh, it um, it's
0: just, it, it it I just it, I just I can't even fathom yeah. how that's even possible.
2: I know. And and this is the thing I was reading this piece of news and reading like all the little bits in here about like Microsoft as a whole and about Xbox and that and it's just incredible to see like the the figures in here so not only has that happened but uh there it's gone down as the most successful um, xbox console launch um that there's ever been ever um, despite not even having any launch titles ex- exactly um and we'll go on to say that they have also um confirmed that there is now over a hundred million xbox live users no um, wonder they wanted to uh, double the price. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> double it
1: now, double it now. <laughs>
2: and and this bit this bit for me is kind of the one that I was just like wow. I mean we talk about the game pass pretty much every week if not every, you know, every other week. Um and it's now been uh, it's the statistic is out there that game pass has gained an extra 3 million subscribers in January this year.
3: Mm.
2: 3 million subscribers in January. Cinema it's all my reviews. Um, and it brings, and it brings, the, it's actually brought the total <laughs> amount of users um, subscriptions to Game Pass to 18 million. So Bradley's taking responsibility for this yeah. one, yeah? Yeah, yeah? yeah, so Microsoft you owe reviews. him, basically. Yeah. Um, Come on. But basically, I'll, I'll
1: yeah, take so 45%.
2: <laughs> yeah so so on top of that uh, obviously while we're talking about the game pass um they're they're really embracing uh, ramping up the next gen console uh, the next gen xbox with um updated exclusives to get, uh, xbox games and things like that um and one of the ones we've got coming up soon is gears 5 um and all oh, and the best thing about it, really, is that all the up- updates and upgrades for these games are all going to be free to everyone mm. who, uh, through the Game Pass. Yeah, so,
0: Bradley spoke about this before. Like, it's not—it's it, a costly job to upgrade yeah. these games. And some of the stuff for Gears Five is like new and improved lighting, yeah. new and improved um, yeah. effects, 120 FPS. I know like,
2: it's incredible when you think it, about it.
0: 4K textures—they are b- ramping the graphics quality up to be the same with the highest level on PC. Mm
2: insane
0: yeah and all for free and and the fact that
2: that obviously exactly and the fact that when you think about it as well like like we just said gears 5 is just the first in Mm. and there's a long list behind that of games that are going to be doing the same thing and i just think i know we really do go on and on and on about it but but the statistics are there you know they're showing you that that we're not the only people that think this is the like you know we're not um among the few um of people that feel like this. So it's it's just great. And I, I'm I'm really pleased and happy for Microsoft to be doing so well, to be honest. Mm. Um and, and despite the fact that they haven't given me a console yet. I'll forgive them for that. Um, <laughs> well,
0: it's just, you know, it's nice to see just really consumer-friendly practices. Yeah. Like, they could charge 100%. you for these upgrades, right? Yeah, of course um, they could. But they're not. And if you own Game Pass, you just get it, it as all. part of yeah. your Game Pass. Um, and I believe they even said if you own it on the prior generation, it's still mm-hmm. a free update. Yeah. So if you own Gears 5, you will get Gears 5 with all the shiny new next-gen improvements Yeah. because you already have it. Like, there's no yeah, yeah. upgrade fee. Exactly Amazing. that.
2: So yeah, it's just really to show that you know, um, gaming as a whole is just continuing to grow. And I, th- I think to be honest, it's pretty evident that I think that Game Pass is just going to continue to get bigger and better mm. over over time. I don't think it's slowing down.
0: I think it's it's interesting to look at if you look at it from this aspect of there's a hundred million Xbox Live users. Yeah. And eighteen million of those are on the Game to, Pass.
2: Yeah, to Game Pass.
0: So yeah. that's uh, that's almost one fifth. So, people. you know, hopefully more of those 100 million slowly trickle over to the Game Pass.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. As yeah, they discover. People, yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people don't quite realise how good it is and how good of a value for money it is and things like that. So yes. um, it will hopefully just continue to increase. Um, but yeah, so anything, anyone got anything else to say about that uh, before I move on?
3: No,
0: just... Mm-hmm, um, I, I know we don't we, we do we don't just give Microsoft praise. No, price. of course we don't. We no. ragged on them with the whole Xbox Live yeah, price yeah. increase. Yep. Um and fairly so but i do generally think you know as much as maybe they step out of line from time to time yeah. they are very consumer friendly the game pass yeah, is are. the best deal out there and the mm. fact that we're getting free next gen updates for all of their first party exclusives yeah. is again just more icing on the cake mm.
3: it's
2: of beautiful it
0: i love
1: it yeah
2: it is bradley anything else or are you all in agreement
1: no, yeah, I agree.
2: Good, good. Um, so this actually brings me on to my next uh, piece of news, which is a game uh, which I have um, a lot of interest for, and that is the Medium, um, which is a psychological horror game which released, uh, I think it was on the twenty eighth of January, um, I mm. believe. I think it was right at the end of the month, um, and it has gone straight into the Game Pass for free um, to, to just install and play um, the. I I personally so when I'd heard about this game and I'd seen things of this game I was really really interested um, and I had I thought Do you know what I'm going to pre-install it um, and play it as the second it comes out and then you not didn't realizing it was
0: the first ever exclusive
2: yeah, it's the exclusive to the next gen console so you can't play it but and I, I can understand why as well to be honest and I think that's because so the, the game essentially um, is a psychological horror game um, and it's about um, uncovering some really dark grisly past of um
0: it's from the blair witch devs isn't it yes
2: yeah which i which loved.
0: which was like one of your first ever reviews
2: it was actually my first review um so yeah I, i initially took a real liking to this and the thing that kind of was the big kind of feature advertised for this game was that it would be one of the very few if not only game i can think of that you play split screen in dual reality in like multiple realities so the game works that she can travel the, this she's a medium obviously and she can travel between the uh, like the real world and um like a, a supernatural uh world but mm. they do it in sync so the the screen will split in half and you are heart you are you are a player in one world and the other and you have to use puzzle solving elements and that to navigate through both paths at the same Mm. time. And what's really cool is that like, they basically said that there's, there's moments in the story where you get trapped in one. Um, and so the screen on the other side gets stuck and you have to then do certain things to get back into the, the alternate one, Mm. but you are being put like pursued by this really, um, evil menacing thing. Um, And uh, in both worlds. So it's like I said, there's moments of real panic and fear. But you know what I thought was even cooler than that, which I had no idea about? Troy Baker did the voice for the villain, for the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. love a bit Troy Baker. And it's really, and and they said his performance as this. Oh,
0: he he is is such a chameleon.
2: Um, you can and, do anything Yeah, and this is the thing is that I watched a little bit of um, gameplay and it's, it looks great but anyway so obviously the game was definitely um, a massive appeal to me and I will play it when I get a console um, but the point, the point of it was is that the game made back its development costs um, in a week uh, of release and not <laughs> just did it do that but Obviously, it went to Game Pass. Bear in mind yeah. as well, and um, Microsoft have come forward and said that they're really happy with how well it's done on the Game Pass, and mm. you know how how well the release has gone. Um, there's a, the, apparently there is a bit of a mixed opinion on the game. I've I've watched some different people's opinions and yeah. stuff. It seems to be a bit marmite. Like you, like some love people, it or hate it's it. It's got
1: a nine out of ten on Steam.
2: Yeah, oh, it, I did. I did. I did,
0: I did see a group of reviewers I like that really hate yeah. it. But, um, <laughs> but but the weird thing is I I've actually I've got Blair Witch waiting yeah, on on my on my yeah, list yeah. um on Game Pass and we'll play yeah. it eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um and Jack, you talked about loving Blair Witch, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but these yeah. reviewers who I was watching hated Blair Witch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's so weird because Jack loves it. So I was thinking, I'm sure it's probably just a personal preference. Personal thing, preference, As yeah, opposed sure. to it's a bad game, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and obviously there is going to be people out there. I've heard that the one one thing, I'm not sure if the reviewers you watched said about this, but one thing that a, a few people have mentioned that, bothered them a little bit was the camera angles in the game so right. it works on so basically the game works on um, I'm trying to think of an old game that does it but Bradley do you remember Broken Sword yeah where it's fixed camera positions and every time you move into it navigate into like another room or another thing yeah but like yeah so it's fixed in a certain position um, yeah. to give a real atmosphere of what's going on around you so like mm-hmm. you can see your whole surrounding um, and they said that as much as it's great for the storytelling and it it works very efficiently in like you know really creating a a spooky atmosphere and that they said the only problem with it from time to time was when you traverse into a new area like a new room or a new area you can get a bit Dazed because of where the camera pings to, and you can like end up walking back on yourself a couple. Like, do you know oh, what I mean? I Getting used to do a bit it all muddled. The time in those yeah, games. <laughs> yeah, and, and and because of that, people got were saying it's a bit frustrating sometimes. Time. But then there is also segments of the game where the camera is just your stereotypical third person follow you kind of camera. So it uh, it changes, I think. But um but yeah, the reception is is mixed. But they're, overall, the reviews seem. Quite, quite positive for the game, and obviously if it's mm-hmm. statistically making back its money that quickly, then um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, now, good.
1: that's always nice because now it's only up for them, so they're yeah. only yeah. making profit. And also,
2: and also, just check out Troy Baker's voice acting. <laughs> it, <because> it's, <laughs> I had no it's idea he really was disturbing. in it. now I'm it like, like, should I, I get it? Given <laughs> yeah, did I I had no idea, and I think that was kind of the thing that nobody had really paid attention to the fact that he was in it. So uh, and yeah, he plays the this deformed like demon thing that's like following you. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's really creepy. But his voice acting is fantastic. It's apparently really great um, at creating this terrifying fear of like this thing is constantly following you. I just love him in everything he's in. Anyway, (laughs) same. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think
0: Italian's probably my favourite.
1: But yeah, I mean. One bradley M- mine would have to be booker <laughs> so also booker one, one thing it's just I him do, as well that's what i like about it yeah one
0: thing i do love that's really underrated is uh tales from the borderlands the telltale mm. game yeah he plays reese
3: mm-hmm.
0: from... oh he, he it's, it's, just, it's good, like, he's yeah. just so good in it he's just see, this is the thing that so we could just sit so all day good. like oh with this and, there's, and this
2: like and joel here, yeah. joel yeah yeah um, but yes yeah, so oh, that's me that's me done for the news <laughs> yeah. um and i'm gonna continue and go straight into the reviews uh i have something i really wanted to talk to you guys about this just because i wanted to kind of express my thoughts mm-hmm. um so i was looking on games with gold uh because I, I basically i finished immortals phoenix rising which I, I honestly adored um and i, I can't wait for Chris you didn't get
0: that. burnt out did you
2: no I loved Still it, loved it. I, yeah I loved everything and I thought the ending to the story was really really great like really great mm-hmm. I like it's it nice finished, isn't it it's a nice well, ending I, yeah. I've
1: got it on yeah. my wish list it um, sums um, up the game
2: so well perfectly yeah once, once um, I've
0: I've done it we'll do a spoiler discussion yeah
2: yes of course but um, so basically I finished it and I, I then had a craving to play more single player games I was like right I can come you know any day I can play online with Zach and whatever like I want something story based again um, and I was scrolling through. I thought, I don't really want to buy a game. And there's nothing out at the minute that takes my fancy. So I was like, let's just have a look through Game Pass and have a look through um, Games with Gold. And I stumbled upon this this little thing um, called Little Nightmares. And the reason it grabbed my attention was not because of anything i had ever heard before, but because I'd seen in Games Coming Soon, Little Nightmares 2 was due to come out uh, 11th of February. So I was thinking, hmm. So it's obviously done well enough that there's a sequel but that doesn't make it a good game I was just thinking it's just weird <laughs> that I've seen those two things at the same time so I looked into it and it turns out it was pretty well 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 reviewed for a yeah. small indie game yeah, and
1: definitely so I,
2: I picked it I, I downloaded it and I had no idea I didn't look at anything I didn't look at trailer I didn't look at anything for it um, except from the picture and I downloaded it and I loaded it up and I'd seen that from the description it was a horror game or supposed to be horror game um this game is great it's not very long it's it's a real indie game but i enjoyed every second of it um it's essentially a it's a platformer um it's almost side scrolling but it's not 2d so like you can you can there's depth it's like 2.5d isn't it yeah 2.5d yeah. so there's depth to rooms but it's all side scrolled um
1: I, the, have you played it bradley no but i've seen a lot seen on it, it. and yeah, i've right, always okay. thought it'd be something that you would kind of enjoy, enjoy. yeah so
2: so chris i'm just going to paint the picture for you of how the game what what happens when you start the game and this is why it hooked me straight away you you load the game up and it's got a really ominous like loading screen and there's not really any you've got no idea what's going on you mm. press start new game and the game opens up in a dark room with dripping water and like really eerie like creaky sounds and that and there is you 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 see like a little tiny thing in the corner of the room and you move like your either your um controller or your pc uh, your mouse whatever you're playing it on um and this little girl gets up and she walks like into the light a little bit so you can see her and she's just like a little girl wearing like a a yellow raincoat um there is no Opening cutscene. There is no words in this game. There is no subtitles. There is no spoken. Nothing spoken. No character says anything. Is there, at there least is a
0: game n- menu where you press start?
2: There is no. This was what I was about to say. There is. No, I didn't even look at the pause menu, but there is <laughs> no um, tutorial. There is no objective. No one tells you what you have to do, um, and you just have to figure it out. Like you just start wandering around. You just press the buttons. You just press the buttons and just see what happens with each button you press. And essentially, you just have to escape the room. And then you just continue scrolling to the side and walking along and walking along. And yeah, and that, that's literally how the game's premise works. You just learn to play by playing, right? Mm-hmm. But it is seriously disturbing. Like, <laughs> really? this game is oh yeah like it's so so she's obviously a young girl who's been abducted and kidnapped right and you're you she's tiny so she's like shrunken down to the point where books and stuff are bigger than her so she wow. she's like she's shrunken and you don't know where she is you don't <clears> know what's what surrounding you're in um and essentially the game is just keep moving to the right of off screen right and just survive that is literally <laughs> like the, the game and I was thinking, is this just going to be like a, a walk along game where you puzzle solving rooms and stuff to get out of each room? Um, you climb around and stuff. There's some cool traversal and that. And I was like, is this going to be all it is? And there's just creepy environments and stuff. No, there is actually things there that try and kill you, and like you oh can't, gosh. you can and, and it's it's terrifying because they are like disturbing, mm-hmm. like um, they're almost mutated people. Basically. I've seen the chef. The chef is that was horrible, (laughs) right? So there's these chefs that are like chefs that are like big, like fat, like greasy, like disgusting (laughs) men, yeah, Mm -hmm. and they're like hacking up, like body parts and stuff and ripping them open with their bare hands. And like, they're just like, they're just pigs. They're like, they're disgusting. Like, And the thing is, is that because you're so small in comparison, you sneak around these rooms and you have to like try and get past them and stuff. But sometimes they see you or they have to see you or whatever, or you have to make a noise so that it distracts them. And if they actually see you, you can't outrun them because your legs are so little when you no, sprint no. they're faster than you so they That's just awful up... but it's awful oh, yeah. they, they like if they grab you if they get hold of you it's an instant fail but they pick you up and they'll like put you in the meat grinder or they'll like put you on the chopping block and stuff and you're only this like fragile little girl like and it is just but anyway the, up, man. it is messed up <laughs> and it's, it really created this atmosphere of it's actually it's actually beautiful as well isn't it bradley the art design is oh really yeah odd, really but nice right? mm-hmm. um, i think you would bradley if you've seen a lot of it maybe not but chris i think you would really enjoy it because you could get through the whole game in, like i don't know a couple of not even maybe not even a couple of hours if you played it solidly but mm. there's some really intense moments in it um and there is some really creepy vibe moments there was one point towards the end that i actually was here i was in the house on my own and i was like I can't move. If like, like, I was thinking, like, like my character, I just, I just couldn't move because something happens and I wouldn't ruin what it was because it, it's a big part of why the game's so creepy. But something happened and I was like, I am horrified. Like I was, I, I feel like if I move, something is going to make me jump or something's going to happen, and because I'm here on my own, I'm going to have a heart attack, like a literal heart attack. <laughs> it's just, and because you are such a fragile thing, and you're so small, you you feel obligated to protect her, like to, to like make every move so carefully. And um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's not a long game. It's not. And, and what's great is that I, I researched the game afterwards um, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be getting number two because number two looks like they've taken what was good about the first one and, An and improved it. Um, but what I would say is that the game finishes, obviously there's no, like I say, there's no cutscenes, no, um, no storyboard really going on. Um, it's just survive and try and escape wherever you are. Um, when the game finishes, because there's a lot of odd things that I wouldn't tell you about because you kind of best to explore them while you're playing. And when the game finishes, you just kind of sit there like, okay, that was cool. But what on earth did any of that mean? So I looked <laughs> it up and the truth of it is, there's not really an answer. Like the game doesn't really have like any significant meaning or any, any, not even really any sense. It just, it just is what it it is. is. And it's like, did you enjoy that? Yes or no, basically. Um, (laughs) And, and I looked at it and I was like, yes i did i i loved i thought it was fantastic and and for the fact that obviously it was free on games of gold as well and it's obviously cheap the new one that's coming out is only cheap as well like to buy um it's only another i'm guessing maybe a bit bigger than the last one um by the looks of it but i'm just so excited it, I, I i honestly am definitely gonna get a second one and i would recommend that anyone who likes a bit of a thrill and a bit of like adrenaline sort of pumping game that, and something a bit odd and different this is like that game for me and i'm so glad i picked it up because i had a really pleasant experience with it and i actually just wish the game was longer because mm-hmm. i would have enjoyed playing that through um for a, a lot longer than i did but um but yeah I, but you'd I mean,
0: say what was there was well paced
2: well paced and not just well paced but like for a game that has very few mechanics it it's like you know you can climb you can crawl you can slide and you've got a light uh, an endless lighter that you can turn on and off when it's really dark Mm. aside from that there's no real mechanics to it um and yet they use them all so well like they Mm. make every environment feels very dynamic considering Mm -hmm. it's almost just past 2d so um yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i feel like there's a lot of there's even um Chris, if you like something a bit more fast paced, there's even a couple of actual chase scenes where you have to like run and like avoid obstacles. I feel like
0: that would stress me out. As this this cute little girl that I'm trying to like keep safe, I think it would
2: stress me out. (laughs) Yeah, Um, But yeah, and like the the last thing I say, which is kind of like a a hint as to why as well, it would probably pique your interest. She's this like adorable, like little girl that you just want to like keep safe. But some really disturbing things happen throughout the game, like and make you question is she this nice girl or like what is going no, on? Really. Like, yes. Yeah, Maybe really she's actually stuff. a demon. It's so weird. I, I wouldn't say any more than that, but it's just, it's great. And I, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And I think you guys probably would too, as a quick experience, but it's probably not worth playing if you've watched stuff on it, because that's kind of the fun figuring it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bradley, anything else seen as you know a bit more about it? Do you, do you agree?
1: No. Yeah. I've always thought it was really Gorgeous, like really different art style. That mm. no, I've never seen really? another. No, no, I've never actually played it. Yeah, I've just kind of like I was interested because it's
2: quite old, isn't it? Isn't yes. It? Oh, it was. Uh, oh, I did
1: look it up actually. I now can't remember. 2000 and was it uh earlier than 17, maybe? was it uh, than Something that? like that, but yeah, I, I remember when it was kind of being announced and then released. Um, and kind of like looking it up and, and kind of seeing, but as we know, I'm not really a horror fan, no. so I was like, uh probably not um so i never really did 17 oh yeah so i was probably watching stuff because it was like pre-release stuff so i was probably watching it about 2016 um yeah and then just kind of never really thought it would be something i'd enjoy Mm. i probably would to be fair if i sat down and actually i I think you would
2: enjoy it because it doesn't necessarily have to be like it's not there to scare the life yeah because i love
1: things like like atmosphere and it seems to have a lot of that and i like the designs of like i've only seen the chefs and and that already, then, well, they were like, wow, they're, they're disgusting. Yeah, they're, they're like pigs, aren't they? they like yeah. disgusting, like vile things. Yeah, and I mean, know that there'd be loads more of that in the game. There so. is, yeah, there's a lot. Did you say this was
2: on Game Pass as well, Joe? It, so it's on, uh, It's on. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it classes as the same thing. I was actually going to ask if you know that, but it, it's on games with gold, which yeah. obviously is a separate. I know you have to access yeah, separate, it for a separate. Yeah, it's screen, from Xbox Live. Yeah, it. but yeah. So. I mean, a
0: lot of games with gold eventually. Tend yeah. to trickle over to Game Pass. Game Pass, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, it, it it might be on there, it might not be.
2: But yeah, so if not just Is it still on Games that, with Gold? It, oh I don't know because I, I downloaded it obviously about a week ago, which was still in Jan, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it was, it, was probably oh. in the Jan games with yeah. gold. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but no, it's probably cheap say... anyway. I don't know how much it is to buy now. Oh the first, know, first one probably good. is, yeah.
1: But yeah. But yeah, so anyway, that's my review done. Nice. So I believe it's time for my review, and I, I actually have another 2d game as well yours was 2.5d but 2.5d um, actually my, right. my, yeah, mine, was surprisingly a, mine was a half we've talked dimension about quite a
0: lot of these on the podcast yeah now, aren't
1: we? yeah well i mean well this is the thing well, it's I never said our week, intention yeah like <laughs> I, it was like one of those things where i've kind of like i'm in a little bit of a phase at, of like playing through 2d games and i really don't like platformers <laughs> mm, i don't <laughs> so think any is, of us do, do we? so this is like a thing at the minute where i'm kind of like this is my new like souls like is playing games i don't like <laughs> because <laughs> for some reason but what i did is you know because i'm really into my souls like at the minute like i'm going through that phase you know where you just feel like you need to play certain games and um i, I want to play souls like games so i played hollow night um because that's technically a souls like and then i was like just googling around i was like other souls likes are out there because I, I always like to try them even though some are really dodgy knockoffs and they really don't kind of hold. don't innovate or do anything yeah they're literally like bad dark souls um i like to see what other kind of takes there are on the kind of formula and um i found a game called blasphemous and even the title is very kind of you know it's very edgy (laughs) and it kind of alludes to what it is going to be like and it's it's a you know it is a souls like game through and through and it's 2d and like it does the Souls like a lot more than kind of Hollow Knight does. Hollow Knight's more of a Metroidvania kind of like that that type of game. Whereas um, this uh, Blasphemous kind of really does feel like 2D Dark Souls, um, mm. and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the biggest strength that Blasphemous has overall is um, its setting, because I feel like I've never experienced anything like it. So it's set in basically a gothic catholic spain right <laughs> and it's like such a weird setting to have kind of like, like spanish inquisition spain yeah a little bit um like i that's what i mean like it's not really like spain but you can tell it's very heavily Inspired. influenced. yeah because all of the the places are named well not all of the places are named but some of the places are named um and they have like um spanish kind of um names or they'll have like um, the way it's pronounced. So one of the areas is called Hondo, but it's with a J. So you know that like, you know, it's kind of taken from, from its Spanish roots or, you know, that that kind of language. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's such a weird kind of setting, having this very heavily religious setting. Mm. Um, and it's really, really creepy and eerie and I love it. And the world is kind of like, it's all this really like really, really nice 16 bit graphic style. Um, I'm not a massive fan of pixel kind of art and, and pixelated graphics, but at the same time, the the kind of designs that they they had come up with for this game are just so creepy and, and kind of like out there and don't really make much sense. And it's just, it's one of those things where you're like, that's cool. That's so cool. And, you, you just, I don't know why. Like, it's just one of those things. The best thing in the game is probably its boss designs. It takes like not necessarily the actual fights themselves. Some of the fights are a bit underwhelming. I wouldn't say yeah. that the game is very hard in general. Um, overall, its actual combat I found quite easy. If anything, not is to, that, like, just because you're a Souls-like veteran, though, Bradley. Well, ov- obviously, it does come like into that. But I would also say having a two D plane is a lot more kind of straightforward. Yeah, it's straightforward. You don't need to think about as many things. Like you compare to Sekiro, where Sekiro um, has uh, kind of three—you know—it has like m- multiple dimensions. You'll either need to to parry, you'll need to dodge, you'll need to jump. Um, so you've got all these different things to to think about. Oh,
0: I can't wait to get that and be stressed out by all that. Oh, it's, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> it's on my um, wish list, but it never seems to go on sale.
1: Oh, no, uh, to be fair, from don't like they'll they'll just eventually reduce the price heavily, so you can get Dark Souls three for like. £10 now um, okay. like you can get like the deluxe edition. I'll bear that in mind really cheap but um it's the
0: first thing on my wish list though but and yeah I just, from, every time from I kind of
1: do list. that they keep the game the re- most recent game really high priced and then as soon as another one come out they're like oh, I'll reduce it <laughs> that's done yeah I suppose um, it's got
0: the pedigree as well though because on the on the Xbox wish list when you open it up and it says Sekiro it's got the game of the awards banner and it literally says uh, yeah, at the top see.
1: game of the year <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like, oh, okay Yeah, it does it does have the right to charge it. But um yeah, it it just I think that is kind of it is is that you can either dodge away or you can go for a parry in blasphemous. Like that's kind of you know, in a 2D environment, that's all you can really do, unless you can maybe jump over them. But a lot of the bosses are very big and you can't do that. Um so it makes it a lot more easy. Also, the the parry window is very large compared to other games, which I don't like necessarily mind. I'm not someone who really, really wants, you know, that much punishment. Um, you know, if you're going to give me something like a large parry window, I'm not going to be like, Ooh, too easy. I quit. Um, but it is kind of one of those things where you pull off parries and you don't feel like, you know, it was that Epic skill, you know, it wasn't like you've outplayed them. It's more just like, you know, it's a casual thing. Like, oh, it's a parry. Um, Mm. so it's not really as satisfying, you know, if there's not that challenge in it. Um, but yeah, I, I just this this game just i would like if you in, have no intention of playing it i would love to send you some pictures of of the art that's in the game it's so grotesque and disgusting mm. and there's like just maybe we'll try and put some weird, weird things artwork. um that i would love for you to see but if you're going to play the game then i really don't want you to see it because it's right. all like when it hits you like when you go into like a boss or anything, and then this thing like comes down you're like what is that <laughs> like, but even not just the bosses, the things you find in the the kind of environment, even the things that will help you, um, are just disturbing. And mm. like the whole game is like you you play as the penitent penitent one, and it's so heavily religious, and it's just so creepy because I've always found that religion can can really be creepy. Oh um, yeah It's like, kind
0: of like Mythology uh, In a lot of ways Sometimes Yeah but You it's really Exaggerated um,
1: Exactly And I've always thought That like On some levels Like you know When, when Christianity And Catholicism um, Becomes like cult-like I find that really creepy Oh yeah And that's yeah, why I, yeah. yeah 100% that's I think cults why I in general are, are creepy Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, like, I, like I said, I don't really find like horror films and stuff like scary, but I love creepy things. And I think mm. cults are like very creepy because you don't know the mm. kind of like reach they have and the kind of yeah. you know, influence. And in this world, you know, basically everyone follows this kind of cult like um, version of Catholicism.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Spanish um, Inquisition were basically a cult of all the power in like 15th century Spain.
1: Yeah. And it it probably, I don't know enough about it, but it probably follows really heavily from like that The Inquisition
0: is, 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 is very bad. It's very bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's religious extremism um, turned up quite a few notches.
1: (laughs) And that's, that's the kind of like thing it must be inspired by then. And it's just like, it's, it's so heavily based on like blood and and like the blood of people and, and to heal you literally slap a vial of blood in your face. And I love the animation for it because he would just stand still, pull out a vial of blood and slap it at his mask, and it would, <laughs> and then he'll rub it in. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's how I heal in the morning too. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like comically
0: creepy as well.
1: Yeah, in a way, because like he literally has this massive stupid hat. Like it's this huge pointy hat. Um, I like say a witch hat. hunter. Hat. It's like um yeah a little bit and it's it's a, it's a full face mask as well like the first boss you kill he he slices it's like side open and he fills the mask with blood and then he tips it and puts it on his face and then like is proper into it and you instantly <laughs> you'll set the tone for the game you're like what is this game and you're just like but that's the type of game that really hooks me and makes me want to see everything in it because it's weird mm. um but even like like I said, even some of the things you 'll find that are not bosses that are not enemies are just weird and grotesque, and i I loved it um, and that is definitely a strength. I wanted to see more of the game um, just from the weird things you would find in the game. Mm. Um, the enemy types are already you know kind of decent as well there's a lot of variation there's kind of like you know you think of these kind of games they very simple you know you just kind of like have a sword and it's 2D and you um, move in one like, direction and... yeah or t- technically you can move in of directions because it's like a metrovania so you kind of go like uh, multiple different paths but at the same time you'd think that enemy types would kind of get repetitive but they do have very very distinct enemy types and I, I was quite grateful for that um, there are two things that I really really just did not like about the game at all and that frustrate me and I was like I need to say it because otherwise I'm going to do another review where it's perfect <laughs> this is not a perfect game um, and one of the things is the platforming now apparently pre like patch the platforming was really really bad mm. and now I like I think the platforming's okay but what annoys me is that some of the times in the game they'll expect you to be like platforming perfect and if you slightly slip and fall into the spikes it's an instant death and because it's a dark souls game you have to go all the way back from oh, the nearest God. bonfire
2: frustrating already
1: yeah whereas like something like hollow night even that would just take you know it would take a, a chunk of your health away it wouldn't just reset you it wouldn't just be like well that's it go back and this game is literally like you're in the spikes you're done now and off you go back you do it again and it just became so frustrating. It didn't really get me that many times. I would have kind of, you know, avoid the platform. You became possible. quite cautious. <laughs> but yeah, it literally did. It, and I was literally, I was doing things in the game and I was like, right, I need to get to this place. I was doing like a challenge thing. And I was like, I need to get to this place. And, and I was like, right. I literally know that I have like, I'm, I'm. this is at the end of the game. I was like, I've got a lot of health and I'm really good at the game at this point. No enemy can kill me. <laughs> because one i have loads of healing items i have a lot of health i have a lot of damage and i know every enemy in the game inside out so i was like nothing in this game will be able to kill me yeah literally i was like (laughs) but (laughs) environmentals will instantly kill me no matter what so i spent the whole game yeah exactly and i was doing this thing where i couldn't die um like as part of the challenge and i was like right and i was playing it so careful and you know you like you, you walk towards an edge and you're like And you have to do a perfect jump. Yeah. That's the thing. You have to hit it right at the edge. And I I like managed to actually get back. And and the last kind of bit that I needed to go, there's one more jump and the platform moves, like it comes out the nearer you get to it. So if you're not near it, it won't come out. So you can't have a run up. You have to do it static. Oh <laughs> no! I was, like, I was like, oh god, the sweaty last palms, challenge. Yeah, yeah literally, I was like, <laughs> why is this so hard? And then I, I nailed it, and I was like, right, sweet, well, I can. Be keyboard
2: literally this. shaking. Like, oh, I was playing on the controller back. to be fair. I, I hate. I, I hate don't
1: play FPS's. on mouse does anyone
0: keyboard. hate that feeling though when you literally feel your sweaty palms against the yeah. side <laughs> of the controller? and you
2: keep and, and you like, keep wiping <laughs> your hands, and it doesn't make a difference. You just yeah. keep, it keeps coming back. Yeah,
1: but yeah, the. So the, those like that was something that really annoyed me is the the platforming. The other thing that really really bugged me is, um, like I said, the enemy types are really good. They're really varied. But there's mm. one enemy type um, called a wraith, and there's like a few different enemies that come under the wraith. But there's one spe- specific wraith, and the really really annoying thing about it is that it's because it's a wraith, it can go through walls. Now sounds okay, you know. You're like, oh sweet, like that's quite cool because it's part of its design basically you can get to a point where like th- these enemies are just kind of common enemies, but it really frustrates me when an enemy can sit in a wall and you cannot hit it and you have to wait for it to move. Mm. And I was literally, I would be sitting there and it would just be sitting in the wall and I'd be like, okay, okay. And then it would do this dash attack and it would end up in another wall. And I would just sit there looking at it. Like, I just want to climb this thing. But every time I move, you hit me and I fall off. So, uh, and and we all know what the spikes are like, so I'm not risking it. So you just have to sit there and wait for these wraiths to be done with, they're like dashing around the walls (laughs) until they would actually dash out of the walls and you'd be able to hit them. But they can hit you through the walls, you know, that's that's not a problem for them. So it's just one of those things where I hated sitting there waiting um, while my sword would just slap up against the wall, even though it should have been hitting them. Um, So they were like the two things that annoyed me. But the one other thing I would actually say um, is both a good and bad thing for the game is that basically the whole game is, as I said, it's Metroidvania, so you unlock parts of the map as you go, and it's it's very very kind of like exploration-heavy. It's you know it's a Souls-like, so there's no hand-holding. You're just left to it. And again, I used a guide through most of it because I was just like, I want to experience as much as possible. Um, and that's what I think is probably one of its slight negatives, but also slight positives, is that there is so much in that game that you will miss if you don't have a guide <laughs> because it's the most obscure thing that you would have to be so like overly intelligent, you know, to to figure out how to do a specific thing, you know, you know, in games where it's just like you have to bring these three items to this one place. There was a point where it was like you have to bring um, you have to get these three collectibles, take it to a room. Unequip all of your items and stand still for about fifteen seconds straight, and oh then a God. secret door would open. And I was like, "No, no, that there's one's no figuring that out, Yeah, yet. exactly. I was like, "There's no <laughs> way anybody's understood that that was what you meant to do." So there was so much content in the game mm. that I I got to experience because I used a guide that I wouldn't have otherwise, and that's why one I love it because it's kind of this thing of even though you've used a guide, you still feel like that's cool, that's it's rewarding. rewarding. Yeah, yeah, and then like. Other things you're like, that's really sad that a lot of kind of casual players wouldn't miss have, it, yeah, wouldn't have got to do that. Like, there's loads of like secret bosses, things like that. Um,
2: I know, like, it's, got. it's not as specific as that, yeah, but I do love when people are like people that figure out Easter eggs just off of random things like that. And I always think, how did that happen though? Like, how did you come up yeah. with that or figure that out? Because, like, it's not quite as specific, but I was watching, um some Easter eggs in the new uh, Hitman Three, um, and like just seeing what people have figured out and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's one, and it was like to activate this um, Easter egg, you have to. You're supposed to inject somebody with serum, um, and you're standing behind him in, while he's in a dressing room, and he's, mm-hmm. try, he's trying on a suit, and you're supposed to be like helping him try on the suit, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it says to to activate this um, thing you have to stand behind him staring at him for 47 seconds because agent 47 (laughs) and then it activates the easter egg and i'm like but who was standing behind him for 47 seconds just because it says when you get right behind him it just says inject yeah Yeah. so everyone's just going to walk up behind him and inject him because he doesn't try and fight back or anything so i'm like but who just decided they were just going to stand behind him for 47 seconds and think and then and they were like oh i wonder if that's supposed to happen (laughs)
1: like It's just bizarre. I do love that. I love it in in games where you you hear about these things that happen like years after or months after. There there was a thing in um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Have you seen that? They basically discovered that there's a hidden um, bow and it's like the Animus bow. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I I love that it's taken them since November to actually find that. Like that's something I would never have ever figured out because I don't, you know, look into these things. I just kind of play the game. But I'm so glad that people do do because it's great. It's crazy
2: to see them, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, and you're like, can't believe
1: that's the thing. Oh god, I just I have
0: to have to say something quickly. Um, I just saw. uh, I just got a notification on my phone. One of the guys I watch re-edited the Warhammer trailer with Let It Go from Frozen. Oh my god. Because she's like the ice queen. She like, yeah,
1: she has like ice frost powers. Yeah.
0: It? Oh my God. Anyway, oh. sorry,
1: Bradley, continue. No, it's fine. I, I just don't want to ramble sharing. on too much anyway. it's good to cut me off there. So overall, it is a really, really good game. Um, But I do think it has, you know, quite a few flaws. But I think like, I would love to see like a Blasphemous 2. Um, and it's one of those games that there's a lot more to do in like New Game Plus. And so I'm already like itching. Like, do I play it now or another time? Um because i am like oh
0: i'm mm. mm. a big fan of a new
1: game plus yeah me too and that's like one of the biggest draws for me for souls like games is, is having a new game plus and i'm always like do i start it then and there or do i like move on see some some souls like so like dark souls one when you complete the game it puts you to the beginning like it literally ends the credits and starts the beginning cutscene. and whenever it does that i always end up playing at least like the first hour because I just can't help myself because I'm literally holding the controller and I'm controlling the the guy. But <laughs> when it puts me back to the main menu, I then can normally pull myself away because I'm mm. like, right, the game has told me I'm done. It's put me to the menu, so I now should leave. So mm. at the minute, I've left Blasphemous, but I haven't started anything else yet. Yeah, I keep, I keep I mean, just, I'm um, in an R in whether to move I'm very
0: on. I'm very tempted to do a new game plus on Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, oh, see, Because yeah, I want to run through of all the powers and just like decimate stuff. Oh. It's so good. Yeah. New, new game. I, just, I also, self-wise. I just think it'd be so silly because they'd be like, Oh, Cal Custis, you're a, uh, you've never finished yeah. your training as a paddle. Yeah. One. And I'm like, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, and on the train at the first bit, like just like doing a super false push, like and throwing everyone
1: around. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yeah. So I might, I might send you some of the, um some of the artwork if I like find any online, that's not yeah. too, too spoilery. Cause I don't think anyone, like, I don't think you might Chris, but I don't think Jack would ever play Blasphemous. So I'll send it though.
0: is he coming around to the 2D games, Bradley. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll sway you. Maybe you'll both play Hollow Knight. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about that, but we'll oh, see. Oh, the little i actually realm. quite
0: like I, I think i like to you play would it love because I Chris. really like the artwork, the yeah, the, exactly. uh, the style. Like and I spent TV. far too long uh, photoshopping, uh, photoshopping the monster Knight, thing. Yeah, but I love yeah, that. No, when no, I did that, Bradley, you were literally like, Hang on, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah,
1: it? because it looks so good. I was like, "Is this a is this a mod? Have you like found some weird image online?" From I like... felt
0: well good about myself. I was yeah, like, you no. go.
1: Yeah. So like anybody who's seen how much the previous artwork, I want
0: to put into Photoshop. <laughs> it's like you either get minimum effort. Or maximum effort. There's no maximum in effort.
1: Anybody who's seen the previous artwork might think, you know, he, uh, on my opinion, that he's done an amazing job with the the Photoshop there, moving the false knight to the cliff's edge. Um, or they might think I'm really stupid and that it's not great. But <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> really I really like it. that artwork. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: that is all. I had to say. Move on to our third section this week. This is just going to be a little section. Yeah. It's um really just. We thought we're still in the early days of 2021 and we wanted to sort of have a look at the future um, of this year. And also it's kind of fun because I don't know if either of you noticed, but all of our news pieces this week were gaining.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah, have any movie
0: news or television. I mean, I
1: always do the gaming ones. I always avoid the movie ones.
0: yeah, I mean, there <laughs> wasn't actually that much going on yeah. with the movie side of things this week, and the the gaming news news and stuff was all so good. like we just couldn't help ourselves really. Mm-hmm. um, but don't worry, we have got some some movie material this week because we're go- we've chosen. Uh, a huge list of titles that are meant to be coming out this year. And we're going to choose what is our most slash least anticipated off of this list. So I'll I'll go through them all one by one. And then after I've gone through them all, we're going to choose our most anticipated and our least anticipated. Yeah. And we can disagree. We can choose different ones. (laughs) So I'll go through the list. We've got Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. We have Morbius, Mm -hmm. we have the Suicide Squad, we have Marvel's Eternals, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Godzilla vs Kong, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Jungle Cruise, The King's (laughs) Man, um, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Halloween Kills, which is the next Halloween installment, Mission Impossible 7. Wow, He's got to save the world for the seventh Again. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sherlock Holmes free with Robert Downey Jr. Um, Chaos Walking, The Matrix 4, the Uncharted movie, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3, which uh, has a working title of Home Away From Home, which <laughs> I really like. Uh, that's a fan title, but I, I really quite like Home Away From Home. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, fast and furious nine and black widow wow so there's your list um right away what's our most anticipated
2: who wants to go first do you want me to go first do you, brady do you want to go first, to go first? To go first.
3: okay
0: <laughs> i'll go first I go first. <laughs> right.
2: so my most anticipated um i'm not sure if you'll you'll agree or not um but my most anticipated on that whole list is actually um venom let there be carnage I'm um, kind um, of my
0: surprised.
2: I, I thought you would be, Chris. Um, I think the Venom film is so underrated. I, I loved it and I've seen uh, it so many times. Um, and and do you know
1: what? I
2: it's good, but it's very much a love letter to Sam
0: Raimi Spider-Man. You mean it's in, a
1: love movie, it's a romance, really. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but
0: what definitely. I mean is like it's like a superhero movie from the early two thousands yeah. that's been made in the modern day. But so I kind of love it. That's why we it. like it. Then,
2: yeah. yeah. So, I, so the reason I love it, I, I think it was, I, I really, really liked it. And I thought it was brilliant. And I thought it was a great, great Venom story. Yeah. Um, but and, the reason um, I'm Tom excited. he Hardy
0: kills it he in He did kill roles. it. Yeah,
2: he, he does. Um, but what I like, why I'm so excited is I love Carnage used to terrify mm. me as a kid. Um, and, oh, um a serial in the Spider-Man gang. And a yeah, and, That's and awful I, mate. I know. And I just I, I just think this film could be awesome, especially now that you know Woody a couple Housen, of years have passed. As well. uh, yeah, obviously the casting there. And there's a lot of talks, obviously it's not guaranteed, I know, but there's a lot of talks and some like mock-up um, artwork and stuff that Spider-Man might be a cameo in it or might be in it briefly. And mm. I don't even care if he is or isn't. I, either way I want to see the film, but I just kind of would be I'm interested. I'm surprised
0: that's your most anticipated it. though.
2: It's it's there's a very close second. Could you take a guess at what it might be?
0: The Spider Man.
2: No.
1: Suicide Squad. No. Huh.
0: My what my
2: second no, my second most anticipated on that list, um, and I don't even know anything about it, um, would be Sherlock Holmes three. I think,
3: ah, the, what? I think okay. the two, yeah,
2: they the two are Sherlock good. Holmes films, good I films. have I couldn't even tell you how many times I've watched those two films. Hopefully, oh really? I do really I'm not those sure films. if I've seen them both. Oh, I've seen fantastic. one of them. They are just brilliant. Um and so I the, the I didn't even know they were making a third. So that makes me mm. so excited. Um Robert Downey Jr., that is like my second favorite role he's ever been. Yeah.
0: In. Next to Iron Man. Yeah. I think he killed, I, it's very different Sherlock Holmes,
2: yeah. but it's yeah.
0: also the most anti-social Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And I love the portrayal. Mm.
2: But yeah, so that, that they're my top two. Um, okay. And, and, while we're talking about it, the, my least anticipated, mm-hmm. we'll do that now. Um, I don't know a lot about a couple of them on there. Like, I don't know much about mint, like a few of them anyway, but the one that really doesn't excite me at all is Ghostbusters. And I, oh,
1: and I, okay. I mean,
0: that's a revival with the original yeah. cast though.
1: Yeah. It's for that I've never reason, seen Ghostbusters. That's what wow. I was about to make. What was your oh, Bradley, childhood? Was I was about to make.
0: What were your I... childhoods? Did your family like neglect you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's going on? Uh, no. I was never interested by me. Yeah, <laughs> they were stupid. Ne- I, I mean, I they are, never... they are
0: just stupid, like fun childhood films.
1: Hmm. Don't know. I'd probably I suppose if with you that, don't have though. nostalgia for
0: them, then I guess yeah, they're kind of just a bit weird and a bit sort of pants. I yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I quite like the Ghostbusters movies.
1: Oh, but yeah, that's so, me. That's me done anyway. I have just never really been that interested in Ghostbusters huh? either. But do you, you want to yeah, go, Bradley, or shall I? Um, I'll go because mine probably is also Venom. When I was looking at the list. Um, what? Yeah, I'm like most of them. I'm kind of like either never heard of or not interested um <laughs> i mean that's not surprising like, from you bradley <laughs> i'm just like jungle cruise what is this you made a woo sound so i'm like yeah the king's man i mean,
0: I just think jungle cruise no is idea. really silly and looks really funny uh, oh the king that's
2: the, the next kingsman film
1: is
0: kingsman it? yeah it's the original the, the original oh, where it? the first
1: kingsman
2: yeah,
0: come the king's from, man yeah. uh, king's during king's the war, war isn't it, it? is it's a One, massive yeah, World war One.
1: fan i would say like the other first one one's like really the good. matrix 4 could be like yeah i don't know Keanu again so i wouldn't say that <laughs> would be venom he shaved um,
2: his hair off i'm so so sad how oh, did he he's gone back to the look from I the i mean like, he was really, bald really, in the first one yeah He's gone back to like it's not bald, but he's gone back to like crew cut, yeah, Yeah. buzz cut. Um, and it's and I when I saw they were gone, and I was thinking, but they're making John Wick four, and I was like, he needs his hair back. What is happening? Oh, he's gonna have 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 a really really bad wig.
1: He's (laughs) gonna have a really bad John Wick. It was always a wig. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that um, Spider Man obviously will be next to it for me because I love Spider Man, and it's just like you know whatever, Mm. just Spider Man. Um. But I'm also kind of interested in Mortal Kombat, to be honest. I, I love... Interest so, is the word. Yeah, yeah, like, again, this is why I'm still sticking utter with... garbage section. No, oh, I'm like, I, it could oh, be good. The casting's going right. to be all right, so...
2: I'm Imagine with, like, how yeah, funny I mean. if it was in the other garbage. Like, we, we would have such a laugh doing that. Oh, way.
0: we'd have to... Hopefully, it'd be
2: post-COVID, and we could all watch it together as well. Yeah. Uncharted would be another one that was up there for me, just out of my interest. Yeah. Just piquing my interest.
1: But, yeah, you've got, like, Venom's got, you know, such a great setup. Carnage has always, again, been something that I was, like, super Mm. kind of freaked out by as a kid, but also loved because of that. It It was creepy, yeah. yeah, It was dark and creepy. Um, And Andy Serkis is um, directing it, isn't he? Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I don't know that either. I a high, you know, regard of that man. I love Andy Serkis. So... He can, you know, he can just take it very straight into as well,
0: very underrated, yeah. oh. especially in the world of mocap.
1: Oh no, yeah, he's not underrated though, is he? He's got like, no, loads no, of I mean, awards for well, it. No, what I,
0: mean, <laughs> what I mean is as a director, as like a, a creative oh, talent. yeah, no doubt. Because definitely. he does a lot of executive producing mm-hmm. and a lot of that, and a lot of Gollum. Obviously, there was the material, but a lot of that was. Andy Serkis kind of having a lot of creative um, reign with the material. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, 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 yeah, I, I think he's, he's, he definitely is a massively respected actor, but I think as a creative force as well, he is underrated in that aspect. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. What's what
2: least like? anticipated,
1: Bradley? Oh, one, that's what I said. I'd agree with you. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least the ones I haven't heard of could be good. <laughs> yeah that to me no, you don't it's like <laughs> there's, there's gonna be some oh, ghostbusters fanboys who listen. To hate us yeah. send in yeah. this is where chris who is like yeah. um, chris,
2: chris, chris is chris is like <laughs> ghostbusters was my most anticipated guys <laughs>
0: um, okay well i'll, not, I'll, is it? I'll jump in <laughs> i'll jump into mine and uh this is a really tough one for me and no ghostbusters is not, not my most is. anticipated this is, is it is your really least hard. anticipated um no um ah. but there's a lot on here that um that i really am interested in so it's very difficult to me so for me it's really between the suicide squad mm. and tom holland's spider-man free yes mm. i Spider-Man. think i'd have to give it to spider-man free nice just because of the rumors just because, because of the rumors, we, yeah. we, we've, we, we went for like i don't know probably like eight weeks in a row of talking, talking about, about all about the different the rumors, rumors all yeah. the different stuff and the most recent thing i saw was a meme of um which I, I sent to Jack. You sent to me, yeah. <laughs> of um, Tobey Maguire's character where he's Emo Parker and he does the dance. You know, that and cringy dance. And they've edited... Yeah. Um, the Andrew two Garfield. more bodies, so it's Andrew Garfield,
2: Tom, and Holland, Tom Holland, and and um, Toby all in the emo clothes, all doing the dance, you know, that like ra- that rain, that dark raincoat he's wearing in the yeah, dance when show. he comes out. Yeah, they're, they're all doing the same, they're run. all doing the weird <laughs> like
0: hip gyration where they're yeah. like frosting, <laughs> it's amazing, it's so good. Peter time. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just and also, we we didn't talk about it in the news, but Tom Holland just said. Um, that this is the most ambitious yeah. solo superhero movie ever created.
1: Mm. Oh, so, hold on, you swear me towards Spider-Man than Venom now. <laughs>
0: so, but uh, it could. But if this is all three of our Spider-Man together with all their villains oh, yeah. in this crazy Spider-Verse live-action movie, this could be like my favourite comic book movie of all time. Yeah, see, like, you're easy, persuading, <laughs> persuading, um, persuading. But I'll move Star. on to I'll move on to what is probably my least, least? anticipated. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm actually a little bit looking forward to Ghostbusters. So I'd Uh, probably—I
1: think I would have to say Ghostbusters. So I'd
0: probably have to give it to (laughs) Top Gun Maverick.
2: Yeah, just never seen the bottom. That would be at the bottom of mine. Just because towards the bottom.
0: Like I like Top Gun. Um, it's very like of its time, and it's very like '90s or uh, '80s maybe, and it's very like weirdly homoerotic kind of like. (laughs)
3: It is is it kind it? Of,
0: yeah there's a lot of weird sort of like there's just some weird like bro energy going on there bro, there's a lot of
2: bro energy in it's, there <laughs> it's
0: a really sort of but it is a really fun of its yeah. time sort of movie but i'm kind of like i, I enjoy top gun and i don't Burned feel like i top need gun. another one you don't need one yeah I, and, I, and also i'm like top gun really worked when it came out and like a modern Top Gun's is either going to fail to recapture that like feeling. Yeah. Or it's going to recapture that feeling and feel really and, dodgy.
2: Yeah. And also, yeah, because Top Gun of its time, the original, um, you could almost get away with the cheese and that mm. because it was cool. Um, it, it was it cool felt, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Now I feel like this could be the what, <laughs> like the cringiest thing <laughs> ever.
0: Yeah. I just, I've, I've just no interest in it whatsoever. Oh, no. But you oh, know, if, 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 if you love Top Gun, all power to you. And I hope it's a great movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so continues.
0: That was just a light little section um, from us of our most anticipated and least anticipated for our movies of twenty twenty one. Next week we will follow up with a list of our most anticipated slash least anticipated. No,
1: no, no we will try video games. Yeah. I, whether i can is enough
0: <laughs> well because bradley's gonna have an existential crisis yeah, yeah,
1: crisis, yeah. yeah. Am I i'm gonna, gonna literally to, say every game
0: am i gonna actually... have to send out there, like, the outline really early so you can, <clears throat> yeah.
2: you can come to terms with yes his. you will <laughs> he needs at least the list of games that's all he needs just all
1: so right, yeah, yeah i don't need anything else from from the episode i'll be just thinking about that the whole time right, well, well no news from me today just just me thinking yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll you move won't on hear a to
0: the last section then we'll move on to our quiz um, so it's my quiz this week. Yay, I loved doing the quiz. Yeah. Um, and I thought, because I'm a little fanboy who was screaming like a girl when I watched the announcement trailer, oh,
1: I no. thought
0: I'd do a Warhammer <laughs>
1: fantasy quiz. Um, oh, I just imagine you screaming like... <laughs> like literal screaming.
2: I might do a... Next time it's my quiz, I'm going to do a Lumberyard um, Bezos quiz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, we've really been paying attention. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we'll we'll go straight into this. So yes, um number one, what is the dark god of plague and corruption within Warhammer Fantasy? And your options are Corn, Nurgle, or Slaanesh
1: Corn. Jesus. Um I'm gonna go with Slaanesh Oh, okay,
0: so you're both wrong. It's oh. Nurgle.
1: I knew it wasn't corn isn't corn rage. Corn is the blood god. Oh blood for
0: the blood god He looks for the he looks like the rage
1: one in the trailer.
0: Yes, that is corn. Oh. And then Wait, what? You know, uh, what do you mean? So the last demon you see in the trailer when the mirror cracks is also
1: is the one that she fights.
0: Uh well, it's a, she fights a bloodthirster, but that is a oh. greater demon of corn.
1: So okay. it's kind of so like a the minor same.
0: aspect of him. Right. It's one of his little like you could look at it as one of his little demigod demon sons. Right, okay. So like corn is like Lucifer and that's like maybe one of his like chief demons. <laughs> one of his you children. Know? And um who said Slanesh? Was that yeah. Bradley? Yeah, I that's... know it wasn't Corn. Slanesh is the god of excess and uh, debauchery and the kinky one. Oh, who like that's why I picked it will tie you down but also like bite your head off. So
1: like Ooh.
0: <laughs> Kinky but also you've you kind of died. So <laughs> Um, anyway number two what is cafe so option a is warhammer china option b is warhammer japan or option c is warhammer africa china it's china
2: it's a cafe where they all go to mingle bradley china
0: yeah so you were paying attention earlier yeah because i told you what it was
2: because is... otherwise i would have thought it was a cafe
1: yeah, if you put that in the options, we still yeah, would have got it wrong. I, would, I still would have got it wrong. I just, Anyone refused. I refused to believe. It's a place where you get coffee. Yeah, it's like not like actually spelled like
0: cafe, though, because it's like it's C A T H A Y.
1: Oh, okay. It's not, it's not actually oh, it's a
0: like.
1: cafe. <laughs> <laughs> cafe. Um,
0: so, so um, question three How does the Empire of Man win yeah. their battles? So, A, with the most advanced knights. B, They are too numerous for their enemies to handle in battle. Or C, faith, steel, and gunpowder.
2: Faith, steel, and gunpowder, I'm going with. Wait, what were they called? Um, The Empire of Man.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I was going to yeah, go for. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's got faith be steel and gunpowder. Yeah, that yeah, one.
0: that's uh, I love it. It's so it's so cool. That's literally like the Carl Franz would be like, "Empire is known for three things: faith, steel, and gunpowder." Yeah, see,
1: it felt like they would say that. It's so it. good. It's like they <laughs> it's, preach it. Yeah,
0: yeah literally, <laughs> they just have these crazy bald dudes who are like these who worship this like warrior god, and so that's the faith. And then the steel is obviously just the swords, and then they also have gunpowder, so like faith, steel, and gunpowder. Wow, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, lo- I love the Empire, they're so fun. It's like, how do we deal with demons? Just get a sword and get gunpowder, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, it, they're not usually fine though, so uh, that's what funny enough. <laughs> um, which of these is not a Warhammer fantasy race? So, A, the Ogre Kingdoms, B. Amazon's or C A elves.
2: Bradley, do you want to go first?
1: Um, the Amazons.
0: Oh, okay. The Jay. Bezoses. The Bezos'es, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Lumberyard Clan. And
0: what, did, what was the other two <laughs> options? So, Ogre Kingdoms, Amazons, or A Elves.
2: The, the 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 first one okay. the ogre
0: kingdoms
2: no the last one sorry
0: uh, a that's the one okay cool i was gonna say did you not hear me talking about shrek yeah, memes yeah earlier? yeah
2: shrek
1: memes yeah yeah
0: um okay so bradley is wrong jack is correct you gave yes. it
1: to jack that's not fair that's <laughs> that's biased quiz that was Is it?
2: but didn't yeah. jack just get confused and what the- no
1: he he was so determined for the ogres and then you- were you Jack?
2: no i just got it the wrong way around yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so obviously the ogre kingdoms are and the amazons are a little known faction in warhammer Bezos. that i'm really hoping get expanded because they're basically the wonder woman amazons but like in warhammer and it's really fun because they just, there's like lore about them just like beating up like men who go into the jungle. And it's just really cool because they're just like these like 12 foot women who are just like, I'm going to beat you up now. And I'm like, they're kind of cool. I like that. And they also have like laser weaponry. So cool. Um, bizarrely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and obviously the A elves, which Jack was right with, they are from. Was he though? <laughs> <laughs> well, not from- really. They are from Age of Sigmar, which is, it is a Games Workshop property, but it's not Warhammer Fantasy. Okay. Uh, Age of Sigmar is kind of like the myths, like the Greek myths, but Warhammer, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then your last question. So I believe Jack is in the lead at the minute. Oh, is he? <laughs> um, your is last he really, though? <laughs> so, so this is, this is uh, your last question, and it is five. What is the War of the Beard? And option A is the name for the wars against the Greenskins and Skaven that led to the uh, collapse of the Dwarven Empire. B, a war between the High Elves and the Dwarves. Or C, the Dwarven name for the war that occurred during the first Chaos invasions.
2: That last one, homie. I'm going
0: to go with A. The name, oh, okay. Well, you're both wrong. The War of the Mid is a war between the High Elves and the Dwarves. Elves don't have beards. No, so the <laughs> this reason... is well known. The reason <laughs> the reason it's called the War of the Beard is because the High Elves and um, Dwarves had a lot of tension for years because basically they pretty much conquer the entire globe between the, the two, the Dwarves and the Elves. Um, and they beat up Chaos and become these two dominant empires. Okay. But it gets to the point where it's just them and they kind of get bored. And there's also a dark elf in the background manipulating the high elves um and making it look like they're attacking the dwarves and stuff it's a whole thing but it basically culminates in the high elven king
1: shaves off the dwarven ambassador's beard oh it actually is that yeah it was like in my head cannon. i was like i bet it's because someone stole a beard yeah so <laughs> so the <laughs> the dwarven was.
0: ambassador storms in demands to know why uh, dwarven caravans keep getting attacked the High Elf King at the time is a massive douchebag and just, like, hates the dwarves. So he's really pissed off this guy stormed into his chamber. So he gets his guards to hold him down, and they shave off his beard.
1: Oh, my God. It actually was. Wow. Uh, and then, respect And yeah.
0: then because of that, they have a massive civil war, and pretty much, Lee, um, the, the civil war destroys both races so badly that they basically crumble each other's empires because they just have this insane stalemate where they decimate each other's empires and then it allows chaos and the Greenskins and skaven to basically pick them apart because they demolish each other in this pointless civil war mm. and then it leads to the humans like rising up and becoming the great power it's really cool there's a whole whole thing it's a, there's a whole book series called the War, of, uh, the War of the Beards slash The War of Vengeance. It's a trilogy of books it's cracking read. there's dragons there's dwarves, there's crazy shit
2: there's beards. There's beards. <laughs> or there's, lack of
0: or lack of beards that guy goes crazy and um, it, uh, dyes the rest of his hair um, orange and he becomes the first slayer uh, and he runs around with no armour on and two
1: axes and just screams
0: Warhammer
2: <laughs> Warhammer
1: not um, even like a war scream, just like a panic scream. <laughs> like a like, chaotic one. <laughs> no, because the, the thing is really with them is, yeah. uh, and they're fun in
0: Total War Warhammer because if you get a unit of Slayers, they're unbreakable, so they will fight until they die to a man. Um, and they're awesome. They're so good. <laughs>
2: They wouldn't stand a chance against our well, hobbit clan got of no armor <laughs> ankle scrapers. They've, they've
0: got no armor, so if you like charge them and they get hit by archers, you just watch half of them like die from like a volley. Um, but if you get them in like a good engagement against like you know goblins or something, they'll just munch through them until they all die. Hobbit
2: one uses elven bread <laughs> stamina increase.
0: But yeah, um, do we have any closing thoughts for the episode?
2: I have one, and it's that I this episode has. I got to go down as the funniest episode so for me I feel like I've, we've had such a laugh over the news today and I honestly yeah. at one stage I'm not even gonna lie I muted my mic because I was laughing so much and I didn't want to keep laughing over Christmas. Oh, same. and I literally I had tears streaming down my face um, all over um, Bezos's army of uh, lumberyard workers <laughs> intensity so I was
1: just reading through the website and it's just so funny it's just like our community of lumberyard developers <laughs> it went from Crytek as well like Crytek such a cool so name cool. Down so like
0: leg, modern, yeah. so like engaging.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. so glad I looked to, it up. Lumberyard. It's wood something. No, it's lumberyard. Well, <laughs> well, it's got wood involved. Shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woodshed.
3: <laughs> oh god.
1: But
2: anyway, that's all my closing thoughts. Yeah, so
0: we episode. we've had fun this week, and we hope you all have as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Have a good laugh with us. Yeah. See you later, guys. Bye. See you
3: later.